This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend, Mary Catherine Curran, and she talks to me about her love of Saturday Night Live. And as it goes for many a comedian, as we talk about in this conversation, it is a really essential part of her kind of journey to uh, pursuing being a professional comedian. Uh, So a lot of this gets into the ways that her relationship with SNL uh, kind of affected her journey uh, to a college sketch group and then to doing sketch and improv in Chicago. Um, So expect some background. But I think that's the best part about the show is not just uh, why people love the topic, but how they came to it and how it's affected their life. And uh, um, so it was really wonderful to kind of pick Mary Catherine's brain about that. As we say at the top, um, she would have deaf covered Simpsons had it not already been claimed, but there's a decent amount of Simpsons stuff towards the end. So fear not that gets covered too. Thank you so much to Mary Catherine for this. And if you're listening to this on the day it is released or the day after, you still have one more chance to see her solo show at the Annoyance Theater. It's called Hideous. It's in the small theater at 8 o'clock on Thursday, April 28th. And who knows, man? She may put it up somewhere else. Keep your eye out. Uh, keep being a fan of Mary Catherine. She talks a lot about a couple of all-female uh, improv groups that she gets the opportunity to perform with and I would strongly encourage you to check those out too that's Virgin Daiquiri on Wednesdays at IO and She Beast at uh, various um, places across the city but typically Fridays at the Annoyance currently so check those groups out as I can guarantee you'll have a good time another show you can check out on Thursday nights at the Annoyance is The Fishbowl at 9.30 in that same small theater. Uh, Mary Catherine has graced us with her presence in that show a number of times, and it's always so much fun to see her play with those newer performers because she just really handles it like a pro and makes people uh, look like superstars, and I, I don't know that that's um, something that she would admit herself about herself but I certainly will do it for because she's such a talented performer that she knows uh really good ways to make other people look good which is a big not necessarily well-kept secret to having a good team is if everyone on the team makes one another look good then everybody looks good yeah heard I think there's a lot of that to SNL as well, is uh, making sure everyone's working together as a unit. Uh, But anyway, we'll get way more into that as the show goes on. 
MBSing is a part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. They coordinate all of our sponsors that you hear at the beginning of the show. If you like this, you may like another show in the co-op, One Shot. It's an actual play podcast that records improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds playing RPGs. Every month brings a new game and cast of players in a self-contained adventure. Uh, and the people from One Shot, uh, James D'Amato and Cat uh, Cole, have started a Kickstarter for a game they created called Noisy Person Cards. It's a lovely little party game that they designed to help people get better at a character voice creation, which is such a noble and interesting and specific and fun uh task to have set out on so they want to help people be better at creating voices and characters for role-playing games and i just can't think of a cooler thing for people who love role-playing games so much to uh, set aside time and energy on so please please go to kickstarter look up noisy person cards if that sounds interesting to you at all and support those folks because uh, they definitely deserve it um uh, I think that's about it. I have one fun story that I didn't get to tell on Mike. She told a lot of stories about run-ins with um, either people who were like former SNL cast members or current or uh, past SNL cast members. And uh, I may have told this story on the podcast before, but it's it's really cool and um, definitely jives with a lot of what she talked about when I was in college um, in my college's short-form improv group. My One of my friends was on the student advisory board, and she uh, was a part of bringing a touring company from New York's UCB Theater to our college, and uh, they performed, and we uh, got to do a short set to open for them. And while I was very nervous, uh, the show went okay, and their show was very funny, and all the guys in the group were very nice, and one of those people was Bobby Moynihan. And at the time, we only knew Bobby Moynihan as someone involved in Derek Comedy, which is exactly um, the way that Mary Catherine was kind of aware of uh, who he was and that group and everything. Um, so my friend, Lorraine, who set up uh, the group coming, was like, hey, you're the guy from Bro Rape, which was a very popular Derek Comedy video at the time. And he was like, you're the first woman to ever recognize me from that, which I thought was hilarious and specific and uh kind of telling about like what kind of um comedy nerdery we we were getting into at the time um long story short one of my teammates roommates invited all of the performers back to their apartment after the show uh they did not know at the time that it was a student's apartment when they were invited there after the show we were looking for somewhere to hang out as we could not go to bars because everyone was not of age and one of the performers said what's h2 or h108 or something like that which was an on-campus apartment and i was like oh i know the people who live there it's just an apartment they're like okay let's go buy some pizzas and some beers and go back there and just all hang out because that's what we'd prefer to do anyway and we're like yeah uh, duh like of course that's so much better than not being able to do anything and man, like that really stuck with me. They just hung out with us and shot the shit and talked to us about comedy, exactly like the kinds of stories that Mary Catherine told uh, in this show. And it's just so cool and heartening to 
know that there's so many people involved that uh, just want that out of their experience and uh, want to kind of share um, what they're doing with people that they're meeting along the way. And uh, the fall after that was in the spring of 08 and in the fall of 08, Bobby Moynihan got cast um, on the show. And uh, ever since then, I, I mean, I've just been like floored by how amazing he is. He's probably my uh, favorite current cast member. He's just so funny and so smart. And I, I just it, I always admired that he was also just game to hang out with a bunch of dumb college kids and talk comedy and be funny and share laughs. And um, I really appreciate that about him. One of the other people who came that time was Zach Woods, who is absolutely incredible on Silicon Valley and, you know, was on The Office too. And the other three guys who came are also just wonderful pop-up uh, here and there. And uh, it's just really cool to know that, like, this kind of random thing that happened in college, those people have gone on to continue to find success. And that that is meaningful to me because uh, they were they took the time out of their touring schedule to really connect with the students and the people that they um, knew were passionate about what they were passionate about, too. So I think there's a lot of that in here as well. Sorry, it gets a bit long. That's what happens when you're passionate about something. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this conversation with Mary Catherine Curry. Holy fuck, that's similar to like the feel of SNL is all I was going to say. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's I like think- it happens regardless of whether they're ready for it. Yeah, which and I like the I have the most respect for them too because I think it's also the the nature of just fucking trying something yes. and, and going out with mm-hmm. even just like a premise or an idea and going hard. I, I mean, I think t- like Thomas Kelly and Michael Brindley and Scotty, I think were like the best additions to that show that I can remember in a mm-hmm. while. Cause like, I always thought that Brian McGovern was very funny. Yeah. Uh, he always made me laugh. And, um, and I think Joe's incredible and Jeff's so stupid, but like, <laughs> but I think the commitment level that sand has in their improvisational lives translates so well to that specific show. And that I makes think perfect sense. It's really been uh, cool to see them. Uh, I mean, I think Nick's great too. I think everybody it's in that great, show yeah. is always like everybody that gets added everyone's, is always like, oh yeah, that ex- makes sense. I was going to say the exact same mm-hmm. thing. Everyone's there for a reason because mm-hmm. it's like the, yeah, definitely. And it's cool. And, um, I've, I'm like, every time Joe asks me to do it, it always is such a pleasure That's and, awesome. and an honor. So I'm sure it's a blast. I have seen, it's always just like. If I'm there on a Friday, I probably was there for, like, an 8 o'clock show. <laughs> so I go, oh, like, yeah. am I committing my entire night to this? Most of the time, if I'm not there to see it or do it, I'm already too drunk and shouldn't be watching it because right. I just get rude. Like, I get rude. I'll either, like, say, like, sometimes instead of laughing or sit, being silent, I'll just go, Jesus Christ. And, I like, like, too loud. <laughs> but people do that. Like, it's that kind of show. And sure. it draws crazies where, like... Someone oh, yeah. will stumble in and you're like, wow, that person has no business being in the audience of Mm-mm. any show right now. No, no show ever, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my guest today is Hello. Mary Catherine Curran. Good afternoon. <laughs> and um, even though she is going to murder past guests of the show, Amy Thompson, mm-hmm. for uh, laying claim to The Simpsons, 
as a topic. <laughs> She's going to talk about. I'm going to uh, kill her. <laughs> I, I said what I said. <laughs> I'll catch you. Amy Thompson. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Deep. That's a Simpsons reference. You're welcome. I was. I almost like laid challenge to you to make a Simpsons reference that was your threat to her, but I knew you would just naturally do it because that's such the like Simpsons culture <laughs> is like knowing the exact thing for any situation. Yes, yes. And um, there's so much that is uh, that is the the threat. <laughs> and it will be carried out. So. Do you want to? Uh, so, it, but instead, we're going to talk about Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And do you want to narrow that down to a specific era? Or I, I don't care if we don't, it, well, even if it's just overall. I think I'd say it's like overall because uh, sure. there's, you know, I mean, f- growing up, it was mostly the Phil Hartman, Adam mm-hmm. Sandler chris farley era and then i really was into it the most i'd say obvious i think that and i think that's true for everyone everyone who says oh it was good back in this time it's because those people were probably in middle school or high school at the time exactly and that is that is the demographic exactly. and that is the that is when you will think that it was the best and because you were because you were it, it was geared towards, it was geared towards you. you gosh any like people who don't who are like blind to that are so frustrating oh definitely and i think that there's always moments that are great and that's the thing too where it's funny because i think about um i mean because the will ferrell era i'd say was the biggest um influence on me because of um the women that were on the show at the time Mm -hmm. because i really loved uh molly shannon was big for me because of not just because of mary Catherine gallagher but also because um she just was so physical in a way that I thought was awesome, and I wish that I had control over my body enough <laughs> to be able to to act that exactly way. But I get so mean. hurt just by walking that <laughs> I can't. Like I, you should see. I mean, the bruises on my legs right now. Um, I am the exact same way. But Sherry Terry was always cool bruises. for me too because she was always very charactery, which uh-huh. I think worked and spoke to to me and how and i would say like that has um, absolutely influenced my comedy that's and awesome my improvisational style for sure um because i love to play characters because i when you don't like yourself you want to be something else <laughs> all the time <laughs> but there i feel like there are a few people who have been like um vocal about that in comedy about like yeah. escaping you know even specifically in saturday night live um, what do you think was, can you pinpoint what like the origin of your love for SNL was? Um, Phil Hartman is probably the biggest person that I remember thinking was the first, the first, I think that, yeah, I mean, because I also, uh, just because naturally I'm going to bring it up, um, <laughs> him on the Simpsons was my favorite. Lionel yeah. Hutz, oh um, yeah. Because your Simpsons characters. love predated your snl love yes yes. but when you so when you saw him on snl you already like made the connection that he was involved on the simpsons yes that's awesome i mean that's some like comedy nerd stuff like for for you to have known that way back in the day like pre uh the heyday of imdb and things like that oh also my parents owned a video store my father is a <gasps> the cinema as like a cinemaphile I, yes. I would call him so i my sometimes my knowledge of movies is what a uh, <laughs> a movie store clerk would say like sure. i would be able to give you who's in it what the plot is 
even if I haven't seen it, right. there's uh, so many movies that I know mm-hmm. just because of that. But mm-hmm. um, so growing up, I was raised on television and movies. I love and, that. And, and um, because, you know, not just because like, I was about to say something that was a joke, but <laughs> minimal, maybe a little bit offensive to my mother to be like, uh, <laughs> we watched so much TV. Right. Sure. Because I think we didn't want to down. do anything else yeah. with us. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't, we were not arts and crafts people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, you know, and the thing is, um, <laughs> the funny thing about The Simpsons too was that my sister is six years younger than I am. And she, I remember specifically watching the shinning episode which is the shining parody house of horror episode and i had seen it previously and we were watching a syndicated episode and so i knew what was going to happen and it's (laughs) from season six and um so i remember i knew that willie was going to get axed in the back by maggie and (laughs) i was trying to cover oh no he gets axed in the back by homer in that one but he gets axed in the back in every one of the Oh, uh, House of Horror. Tree House of Horror. I didn't one. know that was a... Uh, oh, in that in particular that, that season. particular episode. Gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. He, so there's three. It's The Shinning, and then it's um, Homer goes back in time by um, <laughs> break, breaking a toaster, <laughs> and then he fixes the toaster, and then he puts uh, plutonium in it, and then it m- becomes a time machine. And at one point... <laughs> Maggie uh, axes uh, uh, Willie in the back again. In that one, and then there's a a one where the um, <laughs> where the teachers are eating the students in the school, and <laughs> Willie tries to come and save them and gets axed <laughs> in the back again. I so think it's just I've a recurring that. joke seen in all of them. Too much Simpsons, like maybe embarrassingly, but it just wasn't something that I like got into when I was growing up. Um, it's but hard. I think the Treehouse of Horror episodes are probably some of the ones I've seen the most. Well, for definitely. One or another. Yeah. And I think the thing is that it was on every day at six o'clock. I watched both episodes mm-hmm. on Channel 5 Fox because uh, mm-hmm. it was It was exactly the same for us. Too. So it's like not just was I watching it on Sunday nights, but I was also watching it. It was on every day of the week except for Saturdays. And then at one point it was on on Saturdays, but only on the Baltimore channel. <laughs> and so it was just like this, like, insane. But you knew exactly when it was I knew on, when I'm it sure. was on. And, yeah. and I remember the day that they stopped playing them, um, like, and on, I, Fox. on Fox. And it was just, like, the weirdest. Or they stopped. They used to be two. Uh-huh. Then it was just one. Uh-huh. And then they just stopped all together once it like switched over, especially now because on FXX, which is Fox oh, right. owned, right? They have them on um, like all four the days a week, or yeah, or six days a week or whatever. Yeah. So, and then you can watch them online uh, if you have if you have the mm-hmm. account. So that was huge. I remember yeah. how like that happened. What a couple years ago, mm-hmm. everyone lost their minds. Yeah, <laughs> and it's cool because every episode is available. Um, I already have. I own All seasons the... one through ten on DVD. Yeah, but um, I also uh, when I was on the the ship, I like made sure that I had them on my hard digital. Drive yeah, because That's I was so like, funny. I can't. <laughs> I watch them every day. That's so funny. Yeah. Um. But like. But yeah. So like, Phil Hartman was my my entry entry i'd say and then i remember adam sandler thinking he was funny especially like opera man and like love all of opera man dumb stuff like that yeah it's so funny to Cajun look back man. and i was gonna say realize like how many of his characters so were like the most similar bit but still so funny and cajun man is water boy like <laughs> yeah that. of course 
and that is, that's like why it's funny because like my, I think my dad probably quotes Waterboy the most, which is very weird of his movies of his or movies because he says because he also just I think specifically really likes when Kathy Bates says foosball. You can't play no foosball. <laughs> So foosball said, is the devil. Was foosball is the devil. <laughs> foosball, you can't play no foosball. <laughs> but that makes sense because he's also a big sports guy. For sure. So that's a that's an easy Definitely. like bridge to cross. <laughs> My favorite Adam Sandler movie is actually The Wedding Singer by far. Really far and away. I'm Especially a big, John big daddy gal. Oh, you have, like will periodically make your <laughs> My Facebook cover, cover photo, photo, and it makes me laugh every time it comes up. He's losing his mind, and I'm and reaping, I'm all, reaping all, the all the benefits. benefits. It's I think that's easily the best part of the movie, personally. By I mean, far. Yeah. When he comes out and he's singing <laughs> Ladies Night and shaking it and then says, uh, thanks to you, my business has tripled. Or should I think Linda? It's <laughs> just like the sleaziest piece of shit in the world. John Lovitz <laughs> is like so... Like, you forget how funny he could be. At least I do. I think yeah. I forget how funny he could be. Like, even yeah. in stuff like Rat Race, he's like, oh my God. In such a, like, loaded movie, he yes. still gets some of the best comedy moments. It's very true. Uh, <laughs> I forget about Rat Race sometimes. I was actually just thinking about that movie the other day because uh, we were like, Forget why how we talked about this, but I mean, uh, there's no telling because there's so many so different many things different going things. on that you can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we were talking I'm about weaning. that. I'm weaning, and that oh, you know what? I think we were trying to say who in Sheepies was who in Rat Race, <laughs> and I think that I was made John Lovett. I love that, and You're kind Ryan of like is a- Mr. B. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love that, and I was and oh, and Susan, it, we were like Susan's the one, the brother who gets. The tongue piercing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this is, this so, is so, funny. so stupid. And I don't even so think we funny. like gave. I think everyone, like Katie's Whoopi Goldberg, and, <laughs> um, and I, I, I think I said I don't know because like or or no, they either said I think they might have said that I was John Levitt's daughter, which <laughs> I'm Prairie Dog in it is probably still like, one of my one favorite of the- things I've ever heard. So funny! I was like, oh my god, that is <laughs> brilliant! Brilliant! <laughs> it's and absolutely so brilliant. That whole family's storyline, I think, is just ridiculous. And then the Hitler thing, and it's like oh all of that God. crazy stuff that and happens. Wipe, what, like <laughs> the series of events of like finding the lipstick and wiping it on the steering wheel and crashing into the like neo Nazi. Yes, yes, uh, like conference the, or whatever. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. It's so. Kathy to Jimmy is in that. And yeah, I always really liked her. A lot. I was just about to say uh, that it's so funny that you said you were the daughter because I feel like you do kind of encapsulate like the whole family yeah, <laughs> like it's like definitely. love it's Najimi and those two kids. The two kids 100 <laughs> percent, yes and the funny thing is like that that series of events too of like the lip sync and all that kind of stuff that is something that probably would happen to me in my life and like some kind of like crazy calamity like right. resulting in me having something crazy like that happen oh, no. like feels like my luck uh, for sure uh, but I wasn't because su- I didn't really s- watch John Lovitz too much on SNL when it, he was on it because it was a little, a little too before, before that. Me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, yeah, I mean, and then I, I thought that um, the women at that time it was kind of hard because I, th- I mean, I thought Ellen Cleghorn was pretty funny, mm-hmm. but like 
the men just ruled that show. Yeah. And yeah. Victoria Jackson, who is now a senior psychopath. Um, Straight up. She, uh, I was always kind of like, okay. And Melanie Hudson, I thought was really funny too. But like the, the hard thing was that. And Chris someone like Farley Shan Hooks was probably like a little, a little bit earlier. earlier. Mm-hmm. But I, but then I like, especially going back and watching clips from previously of Jan Hooks specifically, um, I realized how incredible she I, was. I totally agree with you. I and think I that's definitely not something I realized because that's so much mm-hmm. ahead of where either of us would have picked it up. Yeah, for sure. But dang, I remember this. There's one sketch. I you have to have seen it where uh, Alec Baldwin was the waitress. The, I yeah, fucking. That's like one of my favorite SNL sketches it's of so all time. Incredible. And that's fucking. You know, Phil and, uh, and Kevin, Kevin at, at the um at the counter. Bar, at the, oh, that's that's where not. It's so good, and I they're know. just like adding color to the sketch, and it's just such a good simple scene. Without like really having a big gimmick and like just really well yeah. acted, it's so good. It's I so love well that acted. Sketch. That's that's the thing too. Shouldn't give away your incre- puff for free. free. Is so makes you look cheap. Makes you look cheap. <laughs> yeah, when she passed away, like I I was like, oh man, that that I went back and watched a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of because I think the thing. And that's I think the weird the weird thing I remember the most is like I think I laughed the most at the gap girls yes as That's women I was... than i did at the actual women which like i think now as like being the person i am now and i would be like oh my god <laughs> <You> <laughs> <asshole>. <laughs> <laughs> um because lay off me i'm starving is uh the fu- is like the brunt of the joke lay yeah. off me i'm starving <laughs> Is something that I say daily in my life. For sure. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to die yet. Um, but it's but, yeah. so funny. Like, it's, I, it's so funny that you say that because when you mentioned, like, putting Chris Farley in a dress was, like, where they went for female characters. I was like, yeah, Gap Girls just ruled that. Yes. That, that particular set of casting. For sure. And the thing is, too, it's like, and then, you know, you get, then you get... Sherry O'Terry, Anna Gasteyer, Molly Shannon coming in and crushing it. Like, I mean, then you had like Nancy turn, Walls for like one one season, which uh, so there's the one sketch that I remember um, seeing her in. The the one I remember the best is when David Allen Greer hosted and they did the um the teleprompter went out. Oh, I think I do know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so like the teleprompter was like "Good Day Live" or whatever, and mm-hmm. and the teleprompter went out and um it just turned into this like insane, crazy situation where then they like Will it was Will Ferrell and Nancy Walls and and. David Allen Gray played the weatherman. <laughs> they, like, killed him. And, like, Will Ferrell's holding this, like, fake head. Oh, <laughs> like, I, that sounds so familiar. Uh, I feel like I've yeah. definitely seen that. And then the teleprompter comes back in the end. And I and I think back, <laughs> think of that as being, like, a very strong example of, like, a type of sketch that works very uh-huh. well. Uh, Just setting up, like, uh, what, like, what would you qualify that type of sketch as? So it's, like, introducing something that's, like, normalcy at the top mm-hmm. and then throwing a complete 180 wrench in it and then having a calamity and then... Re- returning back, returning to, back the, to the normalcy i love that after the aftermath and yeah seeing what you know uh and i'm sure there's an actual technical term for that that it's like 
you know, because you're hitting beats in mm-hmm. it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, where's Ann Libra when I need her? <laughs> <laughs> the thing it made me think of is that, like, and this isn't specific to this example, but I think it's probably applicable on some level, um, is how, like, I know UCB it instead of like with their new teaching is that they teach if then as opposed to yes and Mm -hmm. so it's like if this is true then what happens so to me that applies so simply to that kind of sketch definitely if the teleprompter is out then what does that look like right yeah for sure for sure and i like i mean i do like that the funny thing is for me because when i i did sketch in college i didn't do improv until i moved here okay um the reason why I did, I even, uh, you know, when I was in high school, I did one improv show. We, like, ripped off Whose Line Is It Anyway? My drama <laughs> teacher was like, hey, let's try this and had me put, um, kind of put me in charge of it and then cast me as, like, the, cast me in it, but had me helping to pick people and cool. all of that stuff, which was super cool. That's awesome. And so we did one of those shows, um when I was in high school and then I, I mean, truly doing SketchUp in college completely changed my life. Was that the name of the group? That was the name of the group. Uh, it's our 20th anniversary this year, Aww, which is very cool. Congrats. And so Kelly, that's where I met Kelly. My, my yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, we, um, were in Mc- SketchUp together. McGuigan. McGuigan. I thought that. Gwigs. <laughs> I thought that was at least close to how yeah, it was pronounced, but it wasn't McGuigan positive. is, is, yeah, that Scottish. that makes sense (laughs) Um, so yeah so it was like freshman year first week they were where'd you guys go to university of maryland that's what i thought go terps and terps for life balls life and uh (laughs) so i just remember them like chalking outside of the dining hall being like do you think you're funny and like i remember my friend martin specifically giving me a flyer and being like, ever heard of SNL or the Chappelle show? <laughs> like being a total a-hole. Right. And then I was like, oh, cool. Maybe I'll audition. And yeah. then I did and I got in and it completely changed my yeah. life. For good and for bad. Yeah, um, sure, sure. Because I hadn't really ever drank before or smoked <laughs> weed. And then uh, it turned me into a complete degenerate. All downhill from there. <laughs> completely downhill. So, uh, sorry, parents. But um, <laughs> that's so funny because I had a really similar uh, conversation af- off mic with my last guest where he was like, I really love because uh, he like wasn't doing much in Chicago comedy when we hung out uh more and then oddly he like got into it more and we kind of lost touch i think mm-hmm. we just like are in two different uh circles of it and he right. was like i drink so much more than i used to because the p pe- i hang out with all these like comedy writers and like and yeah. i was like dude it's just it's an escape <laughs> it's like for one reason or another just like so entwined with the community yeah and it also doesn't help that every theater that i perform at has a bar right like where because i can get cheap drinks want to make more money and but, i always make friends with the bartenders first of course, because i'm of not course. a moron yeah <laughs> and, of course and also because i think like those are the people that work the hardest and yes so. i love getting to know the, like, and I also know that when I was an intern, especially at Annoyance, the people who like got to know me 
as an intern, I immediately gained so much respect for because I was like, yeah, they don't have to give me a second of their time. But like, I remember Namdi introducing himself to me like yeah. right off the bat. And I was like, what a nice guy. And like Wolfstein yeah. and other guys like that who just like went out of their way to like introduce themselves and like know who you were. Definitely. Was, it went so far. And I think it's similar for like bar staff and wait staff. Yeah. I mean, I think for me too, that the being also being, I guess in the service industry as well. Sure. For as long as I've been sure that also will, um, I understand yeah, soft spot the, for it. Light. Yeah. But there's a different kind of, uh, beast that exists just like reading Liz Lairmore's post sometimes about the things that people oh, say to God. her like, I can't believe it um, I, I think <laughs> my favorite person to watch bartend <laughs> I think is Pete because <laughs> the way he's just like points at people and waits for them <laughs> is so funny to yeah. me and like I love because I think like he is so suited for that yes and it's like yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah like you <laughs> and, and i think there's like a uh, just sort of um i i love to watch <laughs> he has such a, he has a command of the bar but not in a like negative way like no, he just no. like yeah definitely uh the power like shifts in his favor but he's still an amazing bartender like he's always gonna do his job to the best of his ability but like he knows that the annoyance is like his castle <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> definitely i think that the cool thing with that too is like and i think that's that's sort of what's hard for it's a different clientele that you're getting down at io i feel like yeah as well. i think so um, too I mean, obviously, there's annoying people everywhere, but... Right. Um, I mean, I just heard... I was in line for a show last weekend, and uh, I heard people referring to the annoyance just, like, as a good bar to go to. <laughs> like, they weren't even yeah, talking about it yeah, in it terms of the theater. That. And I was like, hell yeah, it totally has. And it's a great bar. Yeah, it's a great bar. And the cool thing, too, is when... Like, I hosted an Oscars party, and mm -hmm. it was super cool to see how many people showed up, but, like... That 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 not just that like the when the Blackhawks were playing last year yeah I was there the for cup, the Blackhawks yeah I was at the cup the and there's just you know anytime and Pete loves soccer so like always yeah. there's like that that too um and like World Cup and stuff and I think that that's cool that that exists because it definitely builds the community definitely and I think that for me it's like I'd rather be there than at a oh doo-doo bar somewhere good else lord you know? yes so, like, and i'd rather give them my money than anyone exactly so. exactly totally for sure i mean there are, i think this is like not unrelated like because i feel like all of this is just like your personal experience with this kind of culture when mm -hmm. like everything you hear about snl especially you know it's i feel like it's different things for different eras but like it's a Saturday night show. Like, they basically just yep. don't sleep until, like, during the day on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And all they do afterwards is go to the after party. <laughs> well, because, okay, so I've, I've seen the show live three times. Oh, that's awesome. And I've, I've never been, but I want to. It's, uh, it was, I went in college. Um, mm -hmm. I went. Did you go with other SketchUp members? Well, so <laughs> the first time, the cool thing is, like, uh, I have very awesome parents and my dad is the best and <laughs> he drove. So the first time that I tried to go, 
he drove us up. We went to, we like drove up, didn't realize that we had to kind of get there earlier. get there earlier than we did. We drove, we like drove in the middle of the night, got there, I think at like 6 a.m. Mm, Jesus. And on Saturday. On Saturday morning. And because the tickets, they start handing them out around 7.30. Wow. So we didn't have. You have to have been in line since right, who you, knows when. Exactly. So then we learned, we did we got a standby um, tickets because that's how you can get them. It, it's almost impossible to get them when you mail in. Yeah. Because uh, I read both ways of trying to figure it out. So my dad drove us up. We figured it out. We didn't get in that time. Um, and it was, uh, Topher Grace and the Killers, I remember. I was going to ask who the, uh, yes, host was. Yes, I remember it very well. Because um, I'm sure certain hosts are way harder to get in than others. Yes. And the hard thing was, so you can either get standby tickets for the dress rehearsal or for the actual show. Mm-hmm. And I slightly regretted not getting tickets to the dress rehearsal because we probably would have It just would have been easier to get. But we wanted to do the live show and sure. whatever. So we ended up getting a hotel that day. For just the day, like it, you know, I, at the time, like my parents have never been like the most financially stable people. So like the amount of money that I know did get spent to go, I was very appreciative of. And, um, so it was like, that was something that I, you know, appreciated. So then then we went up for the season finale, which was Lindsay Lohan and Coldplay, (laughs) Uh, and my my very very good uh, I would consider her like my mentor older sister uh, she's my like true witch uh, my, my friend Bunny she was uh, older than I was and she she is older than I am but uh, she was a senior when I was a freshman and she really took me under her wing and we wrote together and we wrote one of my favorite sketches I've ever written which is a um, an e- basically e true Hollywood story about the serial characters uh, Boo Berry, Frankenberry, and Count Chocula. Uh-huh. And I played Boo Berry, and um, I was this like totally like um, chill, chill weed head. Like. <laughs> and we had all the serial characters in there. We had um, the best line I think that I I think in that was that we had the Cookie Crisp dog saying, <laughs> "Yeah." They got fucked up. I mean, so super fucked up. <laughs> so, like, just, like, the the dumb, dumb shit. We had, like, you know, the tricks Rabbit and Snap, Crackle, and Pop. And uh-huh. it was really, going back and watching it, it's funny because I truly, like, love that sketch. But it uh-huh. is now knowing how to structure things better and having studied, you know, things and having more actual training and yeah. sketch writing and not to mention just Years sheer experience, experience. <laughs> yeah yes. sheer experience from seeing stuff and taking stuff in yes i think it's really easy to like discount that uh especially someone in the nerdlogs was saying recently that like they think chicago is just like it wreaks havoc on like imposter syndrome where like you don't think you're good enough to do shit but yeah. it's just because you're oh, so God, entrenched yeah. in everything but you actually sure. like know so much and like have so many good instincts that just don't exist everywhere. Yeah, it's weird to um yeah, and and I look back at it now and I'm like, oh man, I could have edited that or right. I should have been there or sure, blah, 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 of whatever, course. whatever. But I still, you know, truly But you know there was like 
the right gem of yes. a funny in there. I think one of the best. Uh, I will not. I mean, that was one of my favorite SketchUp shows that I think we ever did. It, uh, it, it, the power went out. It was <gasps> fucking crazy. We we used to perform in this building called Tidings Hall, and um, they had like this huge lecture hall that had kind of a stage in it. And so that's where we did my first and second SketchUp shows. And we... Did they do... How many did you guys do a year? We did one a semester. Okay. A big one, one semester. Got it. And we would do, like, little shows here and there for, you know, like, Art Attack or... Sure. Not Art Attack, but, like, student events or things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did our one big show. And then every spring we would also go to UPenn to cool. um, ComFest, which uh, was put on by this um, all-male group called Mask and Wig, which now that I have met Jennifer Jackson, who I think is uh, one of the most talented, beautiful people I know. So, so funny. Uh, she actually went to UPenn as well. And I found out because at the time I was kind of, I mean, like, I mean this offensively because they like mask and wig dudes because they're Ivy League and the way that people and especially men um, can act. They're they're they were very pretentious people. Yeah, most of them were. Me. Most of them were. I mean, they were nice and and we. I always loved going to that festival. It was always really effing cool. And we got to meet like the first year I went. I was to Meadows and he hosted cool. and that was cool as fuck. And That's I, awesome. I literally smoked a blunt with him. <laughs> What talked about the Simpsons for like an hour and there was a macaw like one like this boy who lived in this row house in, in Philadelphia one of the mask and wig guys he had a macaw a blue and yellow huge oh bird in his room oh not like God. just in the apartment it was in his room and it had this huge cage that is insane and so like i'm high like looking at this like my friend martin and i are like doing bits with this bird like <laughs> as well like it's just like this crazy thing <laughs> where and it's like the funniest thing i remember is like we because it was a very small group of people uh-huh. that were up there. And so Martin and I were kind of like, okay. And so just the two of us were up there of, like, SketchUp people. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was super cool. That and is then awesome. the next year it was Gilbert Gottfried, I think. Um, and then Dan Bacadal. Uh-huh. And then uh, my senior year it was Kenan Thompson. That's so funny. And so, the, yeah, they would always have a host. But I, uh, Stephen Colbert actually hosted it the year before. Two years before I went, and then the year before I went, I think it was Anna Gasteyer, which wow. was, like, the coolest. Yeah. And so, but I never got any of, like, the cool women, which, like, right. made me kind of bummed. But that that was still, like, the coolest. And, and we were the only non-Ivy League school that was ever wow. invited. And That's we were invited crazy. every year. And That's really cool. So that was super cool and a lot of Because I know a lot of those Ivy League, I mean, it's so much of it is just, like, based on how long people and groups have been around yeah you know what i mean that yeah they have any like clout well they're supposedly i and i think this still reigns true that they're like the oldest they're definitely like the oldest sketch group i guess uh in the country they have their own clubhouse and like they have a lot of alum and they get a lot of money yeah. but to go back to what to jen jackson sure. she was in the all-female group called the bloomers and like hearing from her about her, experience, her experience was, was it's just funny because I was like, 
because it always bothered me. I would be like, oh, that's weird. Why is it separated like that? But yeah. not only that, they never invited the Bloomers to do Confest, that, which I thought, like, what? Which I feel like is so. Even while she was there? Up. Yeah. That's really fucked up. Which, like, really bothered me. And another I was, like, group at the school? Another group, and it was all female. That and, is so exclusive and fucked up. For sure. And the wow. thing is, it's like, but, the, but Confest brought in so much money. Yeah, of course. And it was always their like spring fling and I mean, it was it was always fun. Like I, we always had the most fun. Sure. Uh, and that we imagine. also did a, a comedy festival at Skidmore uh-huh. um in New York. We went we only went once because it was in the winter mm-hmm. and we drove <laughs> and we drove through the mountains and we had a hard that was like a really hard trip because that it was like sucks. scary snow and yeah. like the weather was shitty and driving back was really really scary um but that year that that comedy festival what the wicked wicked hammer cats were the sketch group from nyu and that was the birth of Derek comedy whoa and so we saw all those sketches live and in person before they were ever big online that's crazy and all of them like the bellany the fuck you bellany sketch that donald glover does and Uh then the like the N word, F word sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, there was a bunch of them. Bro, the rape bro was rape. really early. Yeah, yeah. So all of those they uh, they did at at this festival, and it was and at the time it was just that in NYU sketch. Group. Yeah, it was the NYU sketch group, and they kind of like majored in it basically. And wow. I, the whole time I was like, Jesus Christ, if we had this kind of production value, yeah, right? You know, what I, if I could spend my entire like college Collegiate, career yeah, just yeah. writing sketches and stuff and have this kind of quality equipment it sure would be insane right uh so like in all fairness they had a little bit of a leg up i mean sure. we also had didn't have like the best set that year i remember being like i also like broke my toe right before we were supposed to go no. it was like this whole <laughs> terrible uh, thing and then we did uh a sketch that I wrote with Kelly and my friend Noah called Abortiapella about two rival uh, acapella groups, <laughs> one from the right and one from the left, at Planned Parenthood. I love everything songs. about this because and it, we were uh, it was Singamajig was um, the right group and the left group was Noah and myself and we were the sexy pitches <laughs> and we. Uh, that I mean was one of my favorite sketches we that ever did. Really, truly great. But we, we like it didn't really hit that well there, and it was just like because we didn't get the same kind of like we didn't we weren't able to do the same kind of sound cues and things like that. Uh, I don't even remember because, exactly what yeah. happened, but it just wasn't as strong of a show of a show. Uh, and so, but afterwards, like. Uh, most of my stories involve me uh, smoking blunts with black comedians because um, afterwards I smoked with Donald Glover and um, we were we were all drinking 40s and then like my friend Roy we were like just like getting blazed sure um, I am admitting a lot of there's uh, a lot in here of inappropriate things. <laughs> I don't really care. I'll yeah. tell the story to anybody. But um, but yeah, and then because he told me he internet Conan and I was like asking a lot of questions about that. And obviously, like they were the the stars of the show. Yeah. And um, and he. Yeah. So I was like because he gave me information about trying to internet Conan. And I nice. remember like it being 
this whole like cool thing, but like was never going to happen. Right. Uh, I didn't even apply, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I mean, and then like a year later he started writing for 30 rock. That's crazy. And then the Derek comedy, like, to- like kind of did their own thing. Yeah. And, um, and so it was just crazy cause that <laughs> I was like, this is insane. Um, so like by proxy, I've like, you know, been able Worked to see yeah. these people, but, yeah. um, but yeah. And then, so, so, oh yeah. So yeah. So bunny was like my, <laughs> to go back to that. So bunny That's was okay. like my, my true mentor and, um, was, is, and is still like the, probably one of the most important people in my life and one of the most influential mm. people in my life. Uh, and I love her so much. I'm getting like, really I'm nice. getting teary. That's so sweet. Uh, she, I definitely yeah. have someone who I felt like she was a junior when I was a freshman, but she like, she was on the improv team. I didn't really do sketch in college, mm-hmm. but like she saw like from the first time we met she was like that one you know yes, like she like exactly. took that me under what, her wing that is what bunny did to me as yeah. well 100 percent. Mm-hmm. we vibe so hard and i you know she's in baltimore now she lived in new york i she has done so many things for me uh we went to bonnery together we've we've That's lived awesome. we've lived some some crazy times but mm-hmm. um but yeah but we went to snl my dad drove us up, um, which was incredible. Uh, he drove us, and we got there. At, like I think we got there at like one in the morning. We slept on the street in like the middle of the night. Yeah, I slept on the street. Um, and was then it just the three of you? Just the three of us. I think we like, yeah, basically pretty much stayed up all night. But we didn't get a hotel that time. We just like parked in a parking garage, and then uh, basically like right down the street. Uh huh. We were there in the middle of the night. Uh, stayed up, got tickets. All of us got in, and it, it was awesome. And it was the season finale, so like Chevy Chase oh, was there. Oh shit! And um, who's the host? It was Lindsay Lohan. Oh, and oh, it was that same year. That same year. So was that the um, Debbie Downer sketch Debbie, that, at Disney? Actually, no. So that okay. was the previous time she hosted. Okay. That was her. Okay. This was her second time. Okay. There was an Appalachian emergency room sketch that she did where she said she popped her cooter bone, <laughs> and that was a very memorable, formative. Where she, yeah, she's like, I was doing my char lead in practice, and I popped my cooter bone. <laughs> I think most of my she beast characters are based upon. On that woman <laughs> but um but yeah and and so that was really really cool and that was like that Coldplay album the x x and y so uh-huh. it was like you know so fix you and oh, like you sure. know what i mean all those dumb yeah the crazy like, <laughs> the like most cold play cold play the most cold play <laughs> that you can cold play <laughs> Yes, and uh, and it was incredible. And I met Seth Meyers for like a second afterwards. No we took the studio tour, and um, I remember seeing Tina Fey. And like the big joke between like me and Bunny at the time was that um, Tina Fey was drinking ginger ale, and I was like, Tina Fey drinks ginger ale. I drink ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, we watched because uh, they did a um, a sketch where Amy Poehler played um, Lindsay Lohan from the future coming uh-huh. down, and so we were watching that the like the basically the progress of that sketch oh my god in person which um just from like up in the studio tour and then got to see like the costumes and everything and um yeah only went on that tour one time but it was like totally that's worth it. really cool that was bill Hader's first year uh-huh. no 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 because that was the second time that i went so it was bill Hader's first year yeah so we went um 
so yeah, so that was super cool. That's awesome. And um, yeah, met Seth Myers for a second because one of my favorite things he ever did was when Derek Jeter hosted, they did a point counterpoint, which was Derek Jeter sucks. No, I don't. That's uh, so funny. And so, and specifically when Seth Myers says, well, um, he says, well, if there was a super, there was the World Series of Sucking, you'd have like a hundred rings. Because <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, Seth, I don't suck. I have seven World Series rings. Or I don't even remember how many he has at this point. But, uh-huh. um, and then Seth Myers is like, but if there was a World Series of Sucking, you'd have like a hundred rings. <laughs> which like amazing. And so I told him that. I was like, that is like one of my favorite things you like That's ever. Of all time, yeah. And he was like, yeah, thank you so much. I have it framed in my like office and i was just like oh uh, like a uh, like picture from that yeah and Skype. i was like super close to andy samberg and like uh, bruce springsteen was there that's crazy it was insane and like i'm just like i was like losing your mind i, thought, I mean i'm sure i probably peed a little bit <laughs> um i have bladder control problems anyway and so i'm sure it was just like i was like a poison pad commercial um but it it was just incredible and like life changing and uh just and then because we slept in the car that day so basically we went back to the parking garage my dad gave the guy like extra twenty dollars to let us like sleep in the oh car oh my god and but then, like why then, not you know yeah and then we ended up so then we were we drove back bunny was graduating the next morning shut up and we yeah so her graduation ceremony was the next morning like we, that Sunday morning that Sunday morning oh my god so then we, I love bunny yeah this makes she's me love the her. fucking best and then. <laughs> So my dad, then we have to like pull over in the middle of the night because my dad's like, I'm not going to make it. I'm I got to so sleep tired. for like an hour. Yeah. So we're like on the side, like not the side of the road, but pull, pulled over in like Jert or whatever, Pennsylvania uh, or Delaware, uh, just like pulled How over. How long does that drive? From, uh, basically like from DC to New York, it's like four hours. Okay. That's, it's not too bad. Yeah. Sometimes four and a half and it depends on the traffic, but, uh-huh. um, but yeah. And so then we like got back and like Bunny slept for like two hours and was late to her graduation. Oh my god! Like wearing the same thing she was wearing la- the night before, but like under her cap and gown. Uh, it was the best because I went to the graduation. Of course, yeah. And uh, so it was just it was. It I was can't incredible. imagine what a whirlwind, crazy, crazy trip. Uh, and then the next year, I believe that next, I think it was yeah, I think it was the next. Season. January, oh. the next season, potentially. I, Kelly and I went up in January, mm-hmm. um, either the next year or two years after. Mm-hmm. And um, we brought a tent and slept on the street. We got there at like 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. We got there very, very early. And that one was Scarlett Johansson and Lil Wayne. Uh. And, and I truly, I like full disclosure hate Scarlett Johansson. Like I do not like her at all. That's so um, funny. But we went. We went uh, because it was like the time that worked out because it was um, winter break. Oh, sure. So we had the the opportunity. And so we drove up and Kelly's little Corolla that we have taken many a road trip in, um, her little red Corolla. And mm-hmm. we drove up, stayed. And uh, fortunately, because it was like it wasn't super cold. Like mm-hmm. the thing was it was it, but it was raining. So oh, and I had like Jesus. this wool coat that I was wearing. And we, even though we had the tent technically like they don't allow people to do that and so when the cops came by they would be like take the tent down and so we put it up at like 1 a.m and kind of basically were in there until like 6 a.m they came back by and we're like take the tent down because it's like basically 
if everyone was allowed to do that, then homeless people would have right. tents on the street all the right. time. Right, right. So it's just like a thing. So we, fortunately, my friend Mel, or our good friend Mel, um, the this huge Brazilian bitch that I love, um, she was staying there with her mom at the time, and they had a hotel room. And fortunately, Mel was there because we didn't have a place to shower. We didn't have a place oh to do anything. Gosh. And Mel, like, let us come up. We both That's took awesome. showers. We would have probably gotten hypothermia because it was we were so wet. So much. Because That's we didn't have crazy. extra clothes and stuff. And, like, and my, like, coat was, like, yeah, a wool Yeah, why would coat. you if you just thought you were going to be there for, like, 24 hours? Right. And so then it just was, like, insane. And then Mel, yeah, so we took naps. We And that was Lazy Sunday. So that was <gasps> oh around my that. Gosh. So that was like around that time. So uh-huh. that had already happened. But but we um that was that season. So that we were like obsessed with it. And so mm-hmm. we went to Magnolia Bakery yes. and just like did the whole thing. And uh-huh. um it probably came out like a, a month or it, so before it that. It had come out. I think it may have even been like the Christmas episode or yeah. something that year. Uh-huh. Actually, cuz Chronicles that- of Narnia would have been like that fall slash holiday season right i'm trying to think if that was dick in a box season two. Oh shit but i think it was later on that that happened because i there, i think that was a sketch of party that i remember missing um missing it and having to watch it the next day so i think uh, that i think lazy it was just lazy sunday at that point but uh-huh. um but we were just like holy crap yeah i um, mean lazy sunday was just like incredible everyone in my improv group knew every word to exactly, it yeah exactly. like it was that kind of thing the original hamilton yeah <laughs> Because Alexander Hamilton is referenced in the, the, you, you think I'm Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr. By yeah, we're dropping Hamilton. Yeah, so yeah. I thought of that as soon as Hamilton like started to get popular. I 100 all I could think of. 100. percent Yeah. Um, and, so that that Hader, and that was Bill Hader. And that was Bill Hader. Yes, that was Bill. I met Fred uh, Armisen, and we met Bill Hader, and that was Bill Hader's first season, and I thought he was incredible. He's Amazing. And we, I talked to him, and he was like so nice. And I was like, "Man, your Vincent Price impression is on point." Yeah. He was like, "On point." I haven't heard that in a long time. That's great. And I was oh like, my "Thanks, gosh. man. Thank <laughs> <you so> <laughs> That's um, all I needed." Yeah. And, yeah, it was super cool. And, um, and so yeah, so so because th- we met all them, and I think that um, yeah, so then that happened, and then then we went again right before we moved here. I think. Uh, we saw Michael Phelps. Oh my gosh! And the uh, the Bobby Bobby Moynihan doing Bobby Moynihan's first episode. He ever. did um that the the the, the, mozzarella, pepper, the pepper the pepper sketch. Pepper, pepper yeah. sketch. It's a little like pepper up, the in here. pepper up in here. Yeah. I love that skit. Yeah, that was his first show. And I we can't believe to that him was on at, his first show. Yeah, we talked to him because like a bunch of people were like, "Oh, he's on the show. He's on the show." And we were like, oh, okay, cool. And so we were talking to him, and it was, like, his very first show. And I remember he said uh, – he talked about UCB because mm-hmm. I hadn't really – like, I had heard of – and obviously had seen this the sketch show, but didn't really um, – I never had – well, I never had I had enough time to – go see a show while we were in new york because right all of my new york trips were like 24 hours yeah long. sure and uh and so yeah so we we talked to him a little bit and it was it, it was great and then we yeah because that was the last one that i went to was the michael phelps episode which a lot of people were in line just to see michael phelps, oh which sure was kind of it's kind of funny and that's especially the, because like he's the kind of person who when he hosts he's not gonna be 
good. Like he's not an actor. No, no, <laughs> like no, he's no, not no, going to no. be any good. Not at all. But I remember specifically, I think it might have been that one where Andy Samberg did a Swedish chef bit. Which oh, I've definitely seen that bit. I but it's really cool to episode. watch how I can't fast imagine how cool that would be. Happen. And so, like, it's all one big studio, yeah. and they have a different Weekend update is on the same stage as the um, where the band is. Like, they bring oh, that up shit. there. So, like, the the stage where the the host comes out, yeah, right there, and then That's right next crazy. to that is where the the musical guest is right there and then um there's another like sort of smaller area and the way that everything just happens so quickly is it just three different stages uh pretty much there's like four from what i remember and okay and there's like things that like and they just like move sets, sets on in into it and in and out because like, i always wondered how the whole audience could see like all of the show yeah because it's basically i mean and the the seats that you're in are very similar to like uh baseball oh, okay seating cool and as far as like the actual physical seats uh-huh. and then there's a, like the lower level where the like special people get to go mm-hmm. and then yeah and so it's like not it's always this thing where it's so much smaller than, than you, you think, think it's gonna it's be, gonna mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And it's tight, and and the that I mean that has to be like the hardest working crew ever because yeah. they just are. It's like a magic so trick. Quickly moving things in and out in such a calculated and, and mm-hmm. great way, and so and that was really cool to see that element of I it. I can't as well. imagine how cool it would be, especially after being such a fan of the show for a yeah long for time. so long, and uh, and just I mean I the first time that I I even walked in there seeing that i just was like completely welled up and like, oh i i'm sure i would yeah. just cry like a baby <laughs> i'm sure For i would sure. and that i mean truly like all of that led to me coming here yeah like, everything happened to bring me to chicago as far as i had loved it the only thing that got me by in middle school was doing impressions of uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Mm-hmm. And then also because I went to Catholic school, it oh gosh, it even the perfect storm. More, the perfect storm. Yeah. But it was always like, I was just, I was making people making laugh. People laugh and that was it. the only thing that, I, that ever really made me friends. Uh, and then when I got <laughs> to high school, I came out of my shell a lot more and felt a lot more confident. Mm-hmm. And I probably attribute that to my the all girls school education because sure. of not being I didn't care what boys thought I cared so much about what boys thought until I got to high school and then I didn't have to care anymore. Oh word, yeah. And so I just was like myself made you, and I think that that's really that that pushed me as far as with improv and stuff like. I don't care what people think about me. Yeah. And I don't think you can and be a successful performer. As far like, as I care what people think about me 24 <laughs> seven, but when I'm on stage, I don't give a shit about one, one, what people think about me because I'm just trying to have That's, a good time what and a try thing. to make everybody have fun. What a beautiful thing. So, uh, so yeah, it's usually what, uh, 30 minutes out of my day that I'm not caring about what people think. Um, but that, and I think that, that I, I attribute that to that that school uh-huh. and going there and having the opportunity to just be myself. That's awesome. And then, um, I, yeah, I, I doubt I would have been so comfortable and, and cool to audition for SketchUp if I had 
not, not gone, through, gone that. through that. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Mine was like I went to a math and science school instead of going to an all girls school, but it definitely had a very similar effect on me where like up to that point I had just been one thing and like worried about what people thought of me and whether I was being perceived in like a cool way. And then I got to this school with like a bunch of nerds who were all like kind of just owning themselves. And I was like, Oh shit, this is way different. Yes. Yes. And I feel really similarly that like, I don't know if I would have had the confidence in college to like even get into it in the first place. Yeah. And I think that I'm so glad that I had that. It was a struggle in a number of ways. Mm hmm financially and <laughs> sure i don't like catholicism and <laughs> sure uh i have a lot of deep-seated hatred for uh that uh <laughs> and not to mention um the priest that used to uh come and do our, our masses at my high school um had uh some illegitimate children no. so that was cool and that was just like no. also right around that time where everything blew was, up yeah like um, also being um the bleeding heart liberal that i am uh <laughs> dealing with uh oh. the bush era beginning was rough um, especially in that, in, environment in that environment too which the funny thing is like it where my high school is is like very, it's so close to DC and it's in in not the not a not a great area um mm-hmm. as far as like we weren't allowed to go to the corner store because there were too many shootings and stuff that happened there and like Jeez. so I mean it's like you know and whatever it where, that's where I grew up and sure. I'm not I'm not at all phased by any yeah. of it and I think that's the funny thing when people are like oh Chicago you're oh. oh when people talk to me about it especially like family members they'll be like oh man oh you safe are you safe and I'm like it is scarier to me to be in Wrigleyville than anywhere yeah. else Jeez. Jesus. in yes. the world so like i don't um i never really it never really phased me but obviously like i'm not having a lot of trouble uh with like cope you know making the transition right sure. but also where i live currently is like stroller usa so it's you <laughs> sure know, i don't right. it's actually more makes me more uncomfortable uh to be around <laughs> it's different so many white people yeah. um <laughs> But like, but I mean, it was, it was an interesting dynamic because it was an extremely diverse school, which I'm glad that it, it's just interesting because I think about it and I'm like, I can't believe there was so much still like thrown down our throats about just terrible backwards thinking yeah um sure and you didn't think about it in the same way at that point probably no i mean and it it wasn't as bad but the hard thing is for me especially when i mean i remember in sixth grade people talking about abortions and i'm like y'all don't even know what that is yeah and it being like that's bad and i'm Mm -hmm. like well what is it and Mm -hmm. people being like well i don't know what it is but i know it's bad oh gosh yeah and if you like them then you're bad and Mm -hmm. or if you're for if like being the only person who um it was like me and like one other kid uh when my teacher was like are you voting for bush or clinton in 92 when i was in first grade (laughs) i'm being like bill clinton all the way baby Uh... and everyone being like you're a bad person (laughs) 
Good um, lord. So I mean, so, yeah. I feel that hard. Yeah, well, being, it's being from, from the south, small town South Carolina. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's it was nice to <laughs> transition out of that. I feel that in high uh, in college for sure. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, like, I think you know, I really, really, truly do think that going to that school pushed me to be more of myself because That's awesome. yeah and that, i mean you know a lot of what my show my solo show is yeah. about is my like eighth grade year and that i think coming I out think of that this is released so if people are listening to it on the day it was released then they have one more chance oh yeah yeah because it closes on the 28th 28th yeah cool and just so, so you know <laughs> one more chance um but like coming out of that like the dark basically like entering into the light and there was only really I can only go up, I feel like, mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, going into high school, I was like, fresh start, fresh, you know, everything. New environment, yeah. And, sure. uh, and, and I mean, I'm, I definitely had a – I was like a total rebel by the end of my <laughs> high school mm-hmm. years. I mean, I feel like it would be hard not to rebel against that much, like – catholicism yeah. and structure and weirdness <laughs> oh yeah for sure and uh, um yeah so i mean and the the cool thing about uh, the coolest thing i think about sketchup is that we we always had a lot of strong women mm-hmm. i think guys were always for the most part especially my friend colin i feel like was always really good about respecting us and writing like like he was this the became the creative director mm-hmm. um and was pretty much the entire time that we were there mm-hmm. and i feel like he did a good job of like faci- helping to facilitate that and obviously like you know my bitch ass was not you know being quiet about yeah of course being like, god i look back lady. at that <laughs> yeah something that my improv team did that like i think had its pluses and minuses but one of the pluses was uh it was we rotated coaches mm-hmm. so like someone on the team would coach every semester we would oh, like elect a, or we called it the director right but we would like elect a director and it wasn't necessarily like we just didn't have anyone except for the people on the team like associate who taught us or coached us or anything so usually one of the older people would be like the director Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like would make ro's and things like that and like Mm -hmm. make plans for what we would do in rehearsals more so than like giving notes and things like that i have a feeling that that's probably because uh erasable ink was the improv group and that's uh, where i actually met becca barish oh cool she went to uh, maryland as well and our uh, also like all of our friends, our mutual friends um, that were in that group, I have a feeling that was probably something similar mm-hmm. to that because they had like their creative director as well. Gotcha. And it would change. Um, and I think she was definitely it at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and did. Then it. Our friend Allie and uh, our friend Aaron as well. I remember cool. Being but, but definitely one of the things it showed me was like, oh, it is like in. I know that I was insufferable where that is concerned. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I would, like, talk when someone was trying to, like, settle us all down and, like, yeah. make too many jokes and, like, yes. do too many bits when, like, all we wanted to do was just, like, we only met, like, twice a week, you know? Right. And we should have been trying to get as much out of it as we could. But, like, <laughs> I was just such a little shit. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Uh, for sure. But I'm sure even in the, like, even 
professional world of like when you watch i feel like i've seen at least one or two like i've seen that um that snl documentary that uh james James franco Franco made and it definitely um makes you think about like how how little time they actually have to write the sketches like if it's something that they pitch at the beginning of the week and put up by the end that like they probably wrote it in like two hours in the middle of the night yeah (laughs) yeah it's crazy um how little time Mm -hmm. and i was talking um you know and like and the thing is it's a crazy it's a crazy show Mm -hmm. like it's a crazy thing that happens and Mm -hmm. it's so intense and in the in like a way that it's like everything moves so fast Mm mm-hmm and then it's like fast, 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 and then you're done for like a day, a day. and then you get back you do and the, you do the same, same thing, thing again. again. Yeah, which is crazy. And I think that that I I definitely feel like seeing the show made me respect that whole thing so much more. And and you know I get it. Like if you're but if you're trying to churn out that much material, and obviously these are some of the most talented writers and mm-hmm. comedy writers. And performers Mm -hmm. by far. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but even here, like, we, and like to go back to Holy Fuck, like, even, you know, the most talented people aren't always going to be churning out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of them as well. Like, you know, we can't, (laughs) we can't always be firing on all cylinders. And, and I think it's a, a cool thing to see and i and i'm always defensive of or i will always defend that show as Me far too. as you know yes sure certain things are better than others but you only remember the good sketches like of course you only remember will ferrell's best sketches and most of you idiots probably just watch the best of will ferrell yes, like you so know what i mean true, so, yeah and like when's the last time i mean there i'm sure there are a lot of like people who will sit down when like VH1 throws on an old episode and like oh, watch the whole yeah. thing, but, but those you, are also only an hour. They don't even show. Oh, the whole that's show. right. They do cut yeah, those they down. Cut, they cut it down. So it's like no one's ever watching in retrospect a full entire episode. Yeah. But if you pit like individual sketches and individual like works up from certain cast members, mm-hmm. it's the quality across the board is crazy. For sure. And to think about how much comedy has changed over that period of time and how much oh, SNL yeah. reflects that. Yeah. And I think it's great. I, I think they hit the digital market really well, yes. too, which I think is good. And I think, obviously, like, we always love those shorts and stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, I think that was such a good – because, obviously, those commercial parodies and stuff were great. But, yeah. like, but, but expanding that out mm-hmm. and having – and there's always been, like, little bits here and Pre-recorded. There. For sure. Parody and stuff. But that, I think, really has elevated it to another I think level. so, too. And I, I, I don't... I think it's frustrating when people, like... Because I know there are some people who would critique that, you know? Like, half of it's, like, pre-taped anyway. Right. They still made it in a fucking week. Like, it oh, doesn't 100%. matter whether it's live or they taped it. Like, they still did that shit in a week. And maybe not with all the commercial parodies, but with a lot of the pre-tapes, like, they involve the host. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And and there's – I mean, that's 
maybe a a third. I wouldn't yeah. even give it that much. Yeah. I'd say it's like it's a fifth of the show. Mm-hmm. Like there's I agree. there's so much happening um in and there's, and there's so just like, much going on. The best things happen like they're different, you know? It's like it's apples and oranges. Like yes. not all the best material comes from pre-tapes and vice versa. Definitely. But definitely. One of my favorite things in recent memory is Wish and Boot from Wish last and Boot year. was very, very, very good. Very, I, very, very good. I love uh, everything Wish about Boot. Wish and Boot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I remember sending that to Katie Kershaw being like, This is for you. I also <laughs> thought of Katie Kershaw. Uh, yeah. This is for you. Yeah. It's Wish and Boot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember it was very very good um Rachel Farmer posting a picture of like I think it was her mom had uh because she had like already moved back south at that point and I think her mom had put a boot in her bed with like like it was holding a knife and I was like I love this so much like she just posted a picture on Instagram of like walked into my room to find this and (laughs) it like delighted me because my dad, I'm pretty sure the ne- like the day after that Blake Shelton episode was like, tell me you saw Wish and Boot. Right, and exactly, like, and exactly. And then we just had yeah. like, that whole conversation about how good Wish and Boot was. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Because my parents will still, I think it's like, I kind of started watching it while I still, um, like, while I still was at home during those, uh, you know, Will Ferrell, like, um, Right when Amy Poehler and like Tina Fey and My Rudolph were starting to join the cast is really when I got into it the most. Like you know, early high school. Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. I had the biggest crush on Jimmy Fallon for so long. That's so funny. My senior year, for her, I was the editor of the newspaper, and we uh, had gave each other superlatives, and <laughs> mine was. Most likely to be on SNL and have a restraining order from Jimmy Fallon. That's so funny. My friend Courtney, her grandparents live next door to Jimmy Fallon's parents in (gasps) Saugerties, New York. Oh, my gosh. She took that up there, showed it to them. They showed it to him. He signed it and sent it back. Mary Catherine! It is framed on my, my dresser. It's like... I have it with me. It says, see you on the show. Love Jimmy Fallon. That's so sweet. So anybody who doesn't like him can go fuck themselves. (laughs) Because he is the nicest person in the world. That is. That is. It is true. So nice. I cried for days. Uh, It's still like the coolest thing ever to me that that's so incredible he did not have to do that no, at all like no. he didn't even have to the whole thing like courtney doing that yeah like, his that parents is so cool it, everything about it is insane that's so cool so it just like is my favorite thing he is i think the best. Uh, I try to get tickets to the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. but I also like. I'm always like, I gotta save that story for when I'm on that show. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And <laughs> uh, bring it with me. Um, uh, I love that. That makes me so happy. And so, yeah. Hopefully, one day I would be able to to yeah, do that because of course. So that's that how good. epic. Yeah, too good. <laughs> it has to come back around. Come on, Jimmy. Waiting for you. <laughs> Somebody give me a job. Um, so yeah, so I I mean, the, and it's so funny because people 
hate on him so hard. Yeah, and especially I, now. And I'm like, and I get it, but I also am like, he is so likable. I think he is so perfect for what he does. Yeah. There, like, there's so few people that could do what he does. And you know what's funny? He uh, took over for David. I remember watching uh, when David Letterman had heart surgery a couple years ago. This was a while. It was a while ago. It was mm-hmm. before the the late. It was before he was on late night. It was like maybe just after SNL, mm-hmm. um, around the taxi era. Maybe <laughs> uh, he had he took over for Dave, like hosted for a, 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 at least a show, if wow. not the whole week. Cool. While David Letterman was in recovery because, and a bunch of people did, uh-huh. and. Um, and Jimmy Fallon had this thing from his yearbook that oh, said that he would most likely, be like, most likely be basically like David Letterman. Late night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I think about it, like, and I was like, oh my God, that is so like That's very crazy. similar. That, yeah. Uh, and I think it's super cool that he, and I, and I think, I mean, whatever, like, yes, is Limp Sync Battle stupid? Sure. But it's also very. Very well done in some ways. Now, Jenna Dewan Tatum doing Cold Hearted Snake <laughs> I've, I've with seen, Paula like, Abdul. I've seen so many people like post that video, even though I haven't and watched it. And she did Pony, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, here's my thing. Like, I go back to no one could do what he does better than he does. Like, right. he, he is. So, like, if you want to get high and mighty and, like, shit on his brand of comedy, like, Look at how popular it is and how many people love it and step off and, like, know that just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's not for no one. Well, also, it's, like, it's just fun. Yes. He's just having fun. It's positive. And I think it's positive and it's fun. And it's just, like, a thing where, like, it doesn't have to be the smartest thing in the world. But... And that's kind of, I feel like, I vibe with that so hard in how I play, I mm-hmm. think, too. Because for me, I'm just trying to have a good time. And sure. if you're not having fun, then yeah, it's your fault and go fuck yourself. <laughs> because what else are we doing? Like, sure. We're not, I'm not getting paid for this. Of like, course. I want to have a good time. And, and I think that that's served me well. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I think that that is, it's fine that that's what, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Puppy quiz, stupid, <laughs> but it's cute as hell. I if t- you get I the totally answer right, you it. get more puppies. <laughs> that is all it is. He plays games. It's stupid, but it's 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 fun and it's, fun. it's it's like it's fun for people. It's exactly what that slot needs. Like people are just winding down. They want to watch yes. something like mindless and warm and like joyous before they go to bed. Right. And it's perfect. And if, you know, it's like, if you want something that's more, uh, watch The Daily Show. Watch yeah. Samantha Bee. Like, yeah. Watch, watch John Oliver. Watch Stephen Colbert. Yeah. You know, like, which I've fallen off a little bit on that. And I, I need, I've only I, watched a little since he started, but I what I've watched was so, so good. At first, and I was watching them like every day and mm-hmm. then even online because they're all online and mm-hmm. then I fell off so hard. Mm-hmm. But, um. He's been doing a really great job. Yeah. I think I'm going to get that CISO thing because you can get all the late night stuff. Mm -hmm. Like among, Mm -hmm. I think they have a bunch of SNL and stuff too. They Um, do. Yeah. 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 I think I'm going to do it. I know. Part of me is like, can I, cause I, do I need this? The thing is, it's like, cause I obviously have to watch empire. So I have like a Hulu (laughs) subscription. Right. And it's like Hulu and Netflix and Amazon prime. Do I Do need I another, need another thing? thing? Yeah, <laughs> but, I get that. 
It's hard. I, I mean, get that. You know. I am a, like my uh, boyfriend gets a bunch of subscription things through work. So like when we were planning went because we just moved in together. Um, but when we were planning for it, he was like, I think we should just like cancel everything we have. And like, maybe we can get CISO because like we don't yeah. need anything else. <laughs> right. No, for sure. <laughs> so it's definitely coming from a place of like, I only considered it because I have we access to all have those other a things. DVR. <laughs> Wow. And I'm like, why do we have this? Why I haven't have, had cable in years. We still have cable. And I think the biggest problem is that I I, I do mm. need it when, like, because we get the Big Ten Network now. Oh. And so I can watch Maryland basketball. And yes. that's really. Sports are the hardest the part hardest of not thing. having cable. That is the only thing that mm-hmm. I think has been that. And then um, we were watching something else as well. But um, there's just, like, certain shows. But mm-hmm. most of the things I can watch on somewhere somewhere but yeah. it's sports is the yeah because i my my thing is baseball and his is hockey so we have like nhl and mlb uh-huh. or we have i i have someone else's name i think we both have someone else he might do his own nhl i don't remember but uh and then for college football it's like if i can watch the game on a saturday i don't mind just like going to a bar yeah i mean football is a little different mm-hmm. i i basketball for me like Especially Maryland basketball because of the I mean, you consider talking about Maryland basketball. Like, that's how huge it is for you. Yes, it means a lot to me. When my mother was pregnant with me, she bumped into Lenny Bias in the dining hall. And she said that's when I knew it would be a trip for life. So, um, and then he died very shortly after that. Oh, Um, my God. So, I, yeah, I bleed. That's so funny. Maryland, Maryland men's basketball. The women are also awesome and brenda yeah. freeze is the best she's uh-huh. the coach and she's super cool and the nicest person uh but um and is really nice to my mom which uh my mom works in the athletic department um, cool and mark turgeon's really nice too yeah but, uh, and Juan dixon is the love of my life <laughs> but um i just found out his wife his like girlfriend wife baby mama is on real housewives of potomac which <gasps> really made me upset whoa um, <laughs> weird it's very weird it's really weird but um but yeah, no. So for me, like, I I get too worked up, mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. kind of need to be at you home, to, so yes. I can scream by myself. That's what Eric says about hockey. He's it's, like, I can't watch games anywhere else. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> What's his team? Uh, he's a Penguins fan. because oh. he's originally from, or he spent his formative years in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, Go Caps. But uh, <laughs> they're great, man. We were just talking the other day about, like, the teams that he would love to see win this year if it wasn't the Penguins. And the Capitals are on the list. Like, That's nice. They're great. And um, Ovechkin is so freaking good. Like, the guy deserves to be on a Stanley Cup team. I know. And it's hard. It, you know that the <laughs> the Hawks have won three Stanley Cups since I moved here. They yeah. won the first year that I moved here, and then they've won two since. So you're welcome, Chicago. <laughs> um, because it's the cup is me. Right. Yes, I am the cup. Right. Um, <laughs> the cup follows me where I go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I'd love for the Caps to win. It would be weird if they were playing each other because I would have a hard time. Because yeah. I've really come to love the, the Hawks because, you know, it's cool. I mean, it's I... It's hard not to. And the thing is, like, uh, I waited on Brent Seabrook, like, <laughs> a couple times. And he's very nice. And... Um, and I have a huge boner for Jonathan Days, but um, <laughs> everyone's like Patrick and Patrick, Patrick Kane. No, um, no, 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 no. Good no. Lord. No. <laughs> Jonathan Days. And also. Good know, Lord. No. Good Lord. No. <laughs> good um, Lord. No. But yeah. And, and I think that that's the, 
the 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 hard thing with with cable is just yeah the sports sports I mean, is definitely i think it's like and i think cable networks know that so they're trying like harder and harder to like get rights to those games and stuff and i also like to watch nba basketball and that yeah. is tnt uh, has it all very often yeah and it's hard to let go of that and i really love Shaq and charles barkley and yeah. kenny and i think it's do you like uh they did a um Shaq and Charles Barkley uh, weekend update bit this past weekend. You know, it I didn't great. watch this week, uh, which is funny, but I did see that Instagram of them. It was great. Uh, it was really great. I do follow the Instagram for SNL. <laughs> I follow the Twitter. I don't think I follow the Instagram. Instagram's kind of cool because you get to see like backstage. Backstage. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe we should go. Yeah, you know I what? Should I think you should. I think everyone <laughs> should look it up, and I think everyone should go to the show. I want point. to go see it for sure at some point. It's just a matter of like. I think that's been like the hardest thing for me, like being here, is that I, I, that show was so influential in my life, and made me want it. Like as and then, and then the thing is, it's like that is a very similar story for so many yeah, people. Yeah, of course, of course. Um. And, you know, it's, it is not unique to me, but that's the hard thing. It's like, I don't, I, you know, just now, like with doing like Virgin Daiquiri and stuff, I feel like I'm getting a little more comfortable playing with people that I admire. Sure. Mm -hmm. But for a very long time, it, I have a hard time when I think somebody is like, I, I get uncomfortable. It's so hard especially it puts you in your head really quick definitely like and like katie rich is like someone that i'm like oh my god i've you know i think she's the coolest yeah and even though like i've done shows with her i still am like ah, I feel weird. You, what? I don't, <laughs> your person you know and yeah. like i think that it's uh it's been a good a thing weird... for me to be able to sort of try to get over that yeah sure because i for a long time had a really really hard time and even like like i've been playing armando a couple times and and that's been a little bit but i wouldn't have been able to do that before i did virgin daiquiri like that's I awesome had to i had to do vdac another all-female group <laughs> the funny thing is like my i just um, i'm doing another herald team but for right now like for the past like couple months the only teams i've been on i've been all really groups. that's yeah. oh yeah because like she she and virgin daiquiri most That's of the so stuff, yeah. Funny. But the cool thing is, like, um, they're so different. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, we did a. Oh, both. I can't imagine how different it would be. Like, to play I did do two groups. shows back to back in the same benefit. So we did Virgin Daiquiri first, and then G Beast was closing out the uh-huh. night. And it was just funny to like have the dynamic be completely totally different. Should. That's and, so fun. But it was cool because. And then <laughs> the as a she beast show tends to go, it just was like what I would call southern yelling, but um, <laughs> where I was named T Tom and I had scabs all over my body. <laughs> but T Tom is a name that I do whip out a lot. T Tom. Uh, we are we are doing a, like a web series, I think, and I think Good. my character's name will be T Tom. Perfect. Um, but but like just like dumb. Uh-huh. dumb 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 uh-huh. but the thing is virgin, Jack, virgin daiquiri too is like i think because you know katie klein is the person that helped me to get there into and it into mm-hmm. it and um you know and and dean is great and and 
I mean, I there's like Abby is someone that I, I think is like incredible. Love Abby and McEnany. the funny thing is like I don't like have her email address or anything, but I've th- I want to ask her to be on the show. Oh my I god, she to, would like, love to. I need to ask someone for her contact info. I have it. And I'll give it to you. After that would this. be amazing because Thank you so much. Uh, she is love truly the best. I love her so much. She's so great and so fun, and and that is someone that I also feel like. I you like looked up to yeah mm-hmm. and and when and you Kate said Virgin- James yeah. I was like I got to play a couple shows and Rebecca Sohn like Jesus there's all these I people that yeah, I got to play with that I'm like oh my god and even like Boucher and Tophic yeah, and Katie Klein are people sure. that I'm like I think are awesome and and Allison Gates is <laughs> the best and uh-huh. Dana is and that's the thing it's like all of these women that I have admired and think are incredible like mm-hmm. they've openly accepted me and mm-hmm. have just been so great and i've had so much fun and it's like one of my favorite things to do and, awesome. and 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 you know katie would say that all the time she'd be like it's my favorite thing to do you know and mm-hmm. and it's become that that's you know? awesome and i love i love it and and then you know, she beast is so fun, and and Sarah Ashley and I kind of both have started doing Virgin Decorate at the same time, which is cool because I love her, and and we don't really get an opportunity to play together, sure. And so it's cool because now we have we have this this um, a running show, yeah. yeah. And 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 then she beast is just my favorite people, yeah. And, and it's cool that we've been able to just do have as much stupid as fun together yeah, that's awesome so that's been really cool but i but I, there is this and i think that that's there's a, a strange feeling of now that i've been here for so long you know i'm starting to feel like i'm actually you know th- these are my peers and not my yes you know what i mean exactly and that has taken me a really long time it's really hard and i would look at people like gary richardson who i think is great and he would be so cool about just being peers with people that i would be like oh, how do you do that yeah sure and he just but also he's just like mr cool so yeah sure 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 um so he you know of course was fine but you know and i think that that's just the thing where it's like it's hard to navigate that transition yeah. mm-hmm. so I also think that the community has a really interesting relationship overall. I mean, it's like you said, so many people's story is like they got into comedy like because of SNL or like they would, you know, watch it every night or whatever. And like mm-hmm. those were the people that they and that was the thing that they like thought about doing or being a part of. And then it's like a community full of those people. And it is actually like a viable thing like people do get hired for the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. you know so it just mm-hmm. like really changes the game in terms of like i think thinking about that like seeing people as your peers versus um people that you look up to and admire like you can even translate that to like the connection that saturday night live has to the chicago community oh yeah and i mean okay so i think i'm supposed to do my showcase next week or whatever really right? <laughs> which i'm kind of at this point like prop i might not even do it but like there and 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 all of the but this is like the first year where i'm just like i don't care like that's really but that's like kind of a beautiful place to get to with it and i'm glad because i would get, i put so much anxiety yeah. on myself mm-hmm. and you know and i did uh 
I did a, like a JFL thing a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, and then I had done it last year, and that was, you know, I felt less pressure in doing that than I did was like being in front of Sharna. Sure. And I'm like, why? What am I doing? What yeah, am I doing? sure, you sure, know? sure. And because it 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 will always be something that I would, of course, like no one. Would it turn? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's the thing of like, I, I've come to the realization that like, okay, that's not, I mean, it's kind of like with second city, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's not the be all to end all. It's a great way to get where you're going, Yes, but it doesn't have to be a stop on your journey. And so I think it's like coming to terms with that and saying like, okay, I'm finally in a place where I'm starting to feel like. Because the thing is, since I started my very first improv class, I had never done improv before other than that, you know, Mm -hmm. show in high school. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first improv teacher was uh, Jack Furness at Second City. I did improv for actors. And I did this scene and and, um, afterwards someone was like, made a comment about like a move that I had made. And uh, and then Jack said like that's because mary Catherine's a good improviser <gasps> and i was just like i Whoa! am you know what i mean yeah. and so then i was like i am and so then after that i was kind of like okay uh and then i did like a group with uh for a long time this group called the suffragettes which was an uh-huh. lady group as well <laughs> and um and and the thing is it's like i started to feel more comfortable and confident but there's still this there was still this sense for a really long time where I was like, I I feel it, but I don't know it in yeah. the sense of like being like, Okay, at this point now, I feel like I am talented enough to uh-huh. be able to find something, right? Uh-huh. But for a very long time I was kinda like, I think I'm good, but it's hard to believe that. And yeah. now I'm kinda like Okay, I am good. Now, where do I go from yeah. here? Do you know what I mean? Yes, where, I know exactly what you mean. Because for a very long time, I would be like, I think I am. And people tell me this. Uh-huh. And the reaction that I get from audiences is always very is positive, strong and right. positive. But in myself, I'm like, I think don't know and and part of that was like certain validations from certain places that i wasn't getting uh-huh. and coming to terms to be like oh just because i'm not there doesn't, doesn't mean that mean i'm bad it's yeah you know what i mean oh and that of was of course that is such an invaluable thing and now i'm starting to like actually be okay and and that is that's been so great for me and freeing uh-huh. because for so long and that's the thing and that and that ties back to SNL too because it's like I heard about Second City because of Tina Fey and because mm-hmm. of Amy Poehler and sure they're very similar and in terms Tim of Meadows like, is the person that told me to come to Chicago like so I funny. I was like talking to him about it and he was like he was like you're funny if you want to do comedy go to go Chicago, to Chicago. Yeah. And so then that was the starter and that never left my head. Yeah. 
but then you get here and, and there's so much going it's on. It's crazy. Yeah. And so many drinks to be had and, yeah. uh, you know, so many shows to do. I was going to say shows and, and classes and like opportunities mm-hmm. that are hard to navigate. Like what is worth your time and what's yeah. not. And definitely. So much of like early on is that I love that sentiment of like, I think I'm good, but I don't like know. And navigating that plus like figuring out like the people that you want to play with and like the places that you want to be is I think that's just like what has to be your focus when you get started here is yeah. like figuring out, like getting through that like period of your, your time as a performer. You, yeah. And the thing is, it's like, and yeah, I go back and I'm like, I could have done this differently. I could have done yeah. that differently as we all do. Good right? Lord. Yes. Yeah. But you know, there's certain things where I'm like, well, this has made me into the the mm-hmm. person that I am. So mm-hmm. can I really be mad about it? Would, and that- would I have gotten this other thing that I like even more than that if it weren't for you know whatever right. that pitfall was? And I maybe think you know, um, I, I I only I don't even know if the, I mean I feel like this is a big part of it too. Is I think doing my show was the big turning point for me because it is such a cathartic thing for me to do that and it's very personal and it's it's the hardest thing I've ever done Mm -hmm. and I think getting through that and being like you know everything is gonna be okay yeah and having this experience and and I think the the show that I've done in DC in this in the winter Uh has helped me with this too of being like you know i don't have to be cookie cutter i can do and the thing is and somebody said this to me a long time ago and it it resonated with me but it never hit and it actually was belinda wolfson who said this to me and she said this to me years ago and then I was really bummed about, I think, maybe a general's audition or something, yeah. I'm sure, relating to uh, to that place. And, um, and she, you know, I'm just like, I, but I feel like I have to, like, if I want to get somewhere, don't I have to go, go, through, uh, go through this mm-hmm. or be on Torco or whatever? Because mm-hmm. that's what these people did. Exactly. And she said to me. Mary Catherine, when did you ever think that you wouldn't be forging your own path? Like, wow. Like, when did you ever think that you were not, like, you have your own thing, your yeah. own journey, your own track that may not include this. And it is so hard to be in this place and be surrounded by it and not care. Mm-hmm. But I didn't ever, like, let that sink in. Until, like, a you year actually ago. started to Until forge I your own path. Started to do it myself. <laughs> That's really profound and really cool. And it really got me. And um, and I and I, you know, and that that, and I'm, I do miss Belinda because she does have the ability for some reason to say the things that like you need. To you, hear. I need to hear. Um, but uh, you know, and and that's the thing. It's like everybody has their own journey mm-hmm. and you know and in, finding your strengths 
independently and then bringing to them to those kinds of like opportunities and stages yes. is the way that it actually happens. <laughs> like for sure, not trying to make yourself like fit into whatever, like you said, not trying to like fit into the cookie cutter. Cause I'm not think. a mold that I, and I never have been. And that's yeah. the thing where I'm like, but I, but I desperately wanted to sure. for so long sure. be this like, but I'm a little manic and I have, I'm a woman and I have emotions and I care and I, all of the things that make me a good improviser that I struggle with as being a human. Sure. Like, you sure, know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. Um, That's so, yeah, I really like that idea too. Cause I think that <laughs> just like pervades the general community. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm always like, cause at most of my, it's like everything is a strong emotion all the time for me. Every emotion I feel, I feel everything deeply. I feel everything to the nth degree. And mm -hmm. it's made me a great improviser, but it it's, makes me have a hard time as an actual human being. Sure. Um, but I think that that's, you know, there there's, you know, that just thinking of that Blink-182 song, um, <laughs> Damn It, where they say, I guess this is growing up. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't talk about Green Day. That's the thing. That, uh, because that's something I know very well. Uh, having seen them so many times in concert. That's so funny. I was obsessed with them. Uh, or Radiohead also. Uh, which I found out because my birthday is in August. And uh, Lollapalooza is always my birthday weekend. Wow. And I will be 30 years old this year. Yeah. And I found out that Radiohead is playing Lollapalooza. And I was like this i've never gone to lollapalooza That's i've like refused and i was like i have to go because yeah. it, it's like my birthday weekend it's a big birthday it's That's my favorite band Ugh. so it's like and scotty nelson was like hey uh you know and uh, about radiohead right and i was like what because <laughs> i didn't even know yeah if you're not if because i wasn't like, paying attention because i did look at their their touring site and at the time it wasn't on there yeah they were like because i got an email about it that was like yeah it was like radiohead announces eight uh touring Just, dates uh-huh and i was like oh okay cool and then i looked at him and there was like only i think coachella Maybe or something. It was like mm -hmm. L.A., New York, and I was like, "What? Why? That's stupid." And yeah. then, then like world tour, really? like oh. other like Scotland and you uh -huh. know, whatever. And I was like, "God, that sucks." Um, because I haven't seen them since. It's been a long time. It's been like seven years, I think, since I've seen them, and mm -hmm. um, saw them at Bonnaroo. Life changing. Mm. Uh, I've seen them like four times, but um, but but you know, then I was kind of like, "Ah, oh, dang!" Like I kind of would go, yeah. Like, and then finding out that they were here for Lala, I was like, okay. And I've never gone, and I, I'm, it's not – I used to love going to festivals, and I was really into it. But for some reason, like, that one bothers I me. I can't imagine going to a it's music festival. Like, like I've much. never really been to a big music festival because uh, it's just, like, never really been worth it to me. But it's, I feel I've like in that bunch. situation – I've been to a bunch, but it's, it's also a thing where there has to be somebody that you like. Yes, exactly. When Kelly and I were still in college, my dad has this like awesome hookup in DC with uh, this production company that produces a lot of shows, that, a lot of concerts that come nice. in and they uh, would do this festival called Virgin Fest. So it was like Richard Branson would put this festival on. And the first couple years, we got to go and we got like artist passes, and I met. That's when I met like met Dave Grohl and like Whoa. like shit like that. So that was 
like a crazy hookup and we would go for free. What? And yeah. like the bands were like crazy. So it was like the first three years that they did it when we were still there. And it was like, um, I saw Kanye and the police and smashing That's pumpkins crazy. and like Wu Tang and all these crazy, crazy bands. Black Keys went like Black Keys and Bob Dylan. Jesus. Uh, and it was just like this, the, this, you know, festival that was super fun mm-hmm. and that we went to for free. And it was, yeah. And we were like. And Lollapalooza was what, like 300 uh, for the weekend? The or weekend, for the I believe, is like over $300 for a three-day pass. Yikes. And then a one-day pass, I think, is like over 100 Because yeah. then they gouge it up with like. You know, because they're trying because to get they're, you to go to yeah more yeah and um and I was like I don't even I do like to go to Pitchfork I do I go to Pitchfork I've gone in the past four years and I really do like that festival because it's a little smaller mm-hmm. uh and the past couple of years like I saw Kendrick Lamar who I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. and um and Chance the Rapper was there uh, last year and uh, just there's like people there's always like people that are sort of on the verge or. <laughs> And, um, and it's chill and you get to see a lot of newer artists Mm -hmm. in a less, um, stressful environment. Mm -hmm. So it's nice. And I do, I do enjoy that. And I saw St. Vincent last year. She's so great. And there just was like a lot of fun, um, bands. And so that's like the thing that I think is, um, it's cheaper, and, yeah. and I like to go and to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's probably less insane. Definitely. Definitely. So it's like, yeah, so I, I mean, I really, I do, and then plus, Kelly and I are going to Beyonce, so mm. it's just going to be awesome. like an intense summer. <laughs> Almost as intense as the Justin Timberlake concert. Uh, Maybe more intense, actually. I mean, i Do I'm, you love JT as an SNL host? Oh, uh, the feelings I have about it are so strong <laughs> that you <can laughs> it literally, um, I rem- I remember the first one. Uh-huh. I actually, um, while I was at home, I remember. Yeah. Cause we talked about Dick in a Box, but we didn't really get into it. So I didn't like Justin Timberlake until he, uh, shaped, so, until Celebrity, that album. Really? Uh, I liked NSYNC. I liked both NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I the girls in my class kind of like Backstreet Boys more, uh-huh. so I kind of was like, oh, I guess I do too. Uh-huh. But I like them both, that's, and that's I did I buy too. No Strings Attached with mm-hmm. my confirmation money, and <laughs> I love that album, and that's why it's incredible album. It is featured in my show, and um, I <laughs> love, love, it. love, 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 uh, sync so much. Uh-huh. Um, but I was always like, I guess Justin's kind of cute. And I loved the Mickey Mouse Club and I knew sure. he was on that and um, all of that BS. And then something <laughs> changed <laughs> when the Gone video was released. <laughs> and I like countless of the times that I have jerked off to that. Um, because... I'm getting a little... I knew that's where you're going when you said things changed when I saw the gun video. And, I mean, truly, the <laughs> the shift, and, and that was the thing. And then, then it was just him in that video, and that was, like, his song, his, like, breakout, basically, uh-huh. kind of from the group. And um, because it was really just him. Like, they were just harmonizing in yeah. the back. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, like I had to ask myself, like I think that was an Instinct song, it but is an you don't song. even right. think about that. But he's in like that really context. the only one featured mm-hmm. in the video. Uh, he's wearing a tank black tank top. You can <laughs> see his cross tattoo. It's great. I knew every detail. And so then Justified came out, uh-huh. and he let his hair grow out a little bit longer, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, it wasn't he like the, the early instinct days yeah. of like curly the, curly. And you know what the thing is? I think he has his hair permanently straightened I now. I you're right. And I think maybe it's because of the ramen memes, but like I don't know <laughs> if that's why. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, his hair is totally different. But also, they like frosted those tips and stuff yeah, too. Yeah, like, they true. were doing some really bad fucked up shit to his. Yeah, yeah. To his hair but um <laughs> but then justified came out and that was like right around the first time that he, he hosted. hosted and that was excuse me no worries. wendy's um <laughs> that was like it and that was like the the perfect thing the to like Omelette bring your love for and, oh and everything Omelette. kind of really and that was very good talk show and that mm-hmm. and i it can't was, like, believe everything. how many like iconic ongoing sketches are just from his yes hosting air, like stints like omeletteville they bring back like every, every time, time he hosts yes barry gibbs they bring back every time he hosts like, can i name all of them <laughs> go for omeletteville <laughs> homelessville uh-huh uh oh i don't know there was one that was a plastic surgeon what was that one um oh god and then there was like the Christmas wrapping uh-huh. one. I, I was going to say Christmas wrapping paper was the only other one I could remember. There's the because there's a plastic surgery one, and I don't remember what the name of that one was. The Bill, plastic Bill, maybe or something like that. Maybe. But yeah, I don't think I, I think only I can really them all. vaguely remember that because it was homelessville was the cup of soup. I remember that. I yeah. think the soup there it is. Soup there Yeah. I think that the the funniest thing about that obviously is him dancing in that yeah. costume. Of course, but it's. Also, I'm just like, how does he move so well in that costume? It looks like he professionally is like a mascot. There is a one weekend update segment that he did um, that I still watch, and I love that he was said he was supposed to host the Thanksgiving episode, and this mm-hmm. was like a post, definitely post Dick in a Box, and so he is does a weekend update segment of what the show would have been oh, if he had hosted yes, it. Yes, that's right. And yeah. it's just like so incredible. I do. <laughs> like, I totally remember that. I love it so much. I um, totally remember that. The only thing he ever did that I hated was when they did that Kathy weekend update bit and Jessica Biel came on. But um, oh. that's because, you know, it's like, I don't like to hate women, but <laughs> she's ruining my life. <laughs> And I've told this, it's so funny because everybody, like a lot of people did text me to be like, sorry about Silas Randall Timberlake. And I was like, that's okay because I always knew I was going to be a stepmom. So like I've been saying that for years anyway. So it's like we were saying, uh, nothing on that path, like, you know, all those things on that path just lead you to the ultimate place where you get like you know you got to take the hardships exactly (laughs) no regrets exactly um (laughs) so yeah i mean and yeah so him they actually had like on vh1 they showed all of the ones that he hosted it was like christmas day i think Mm -hmm. or maybe yeah but it was over the holidays i remember and i watched it would be hard not to and it's just funny because i mean the single lady sketch the single lady sketch come on is 
hilarious. So good. Yeah. That was, he wasn't even on that one. That was, uh, oh, he came he back came for it? to do it because it was Beyonce and Paul Rudd. Oh, that's yeah. right. He came back to do it. Yeah. I remember, I just remember Bobby really vividly. <laughs> I yes. Love Bobby. Bobby and Andy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Love, love, love it. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's so many. I mean, even like when he was like that woman, Pam, the target lady. I love the target lady. And then he, I'm trying to think of like the other ones that I love. Oh, um, the Boston teen sketch that they did where he lights things on fire. Yes. Denise, I I lit the parking tickets on fire (laughs) and then I try to put it out with the 7-Up, but then I said, for guys, the 7-Up have vodka in it. (laughs) So your car's on fire. Is I my mean, Horatio Sands impression? That um, was great, but <laughs> I loved that sketch so much. Uh, the one that was Conan O'Brien was my favorite. That one was really good. That the Conan O'Brien episode that he hosted it was very very good because that's like molecular molecular the molecular man to Eris Molecular is uh, so molecular is this um, type Tiny. like Superman type, and they keep. It's very funny where they uh, keep – every time someone says molecular, he goes, the molecular man. <laughs> and so they, they're they in the, like, sort of daily planet type place and the people, like the Lois Lane and the Perry White characters are kind of, like, talking about molecular. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you're molecular. Like, we know you oh. are. So then he goes to, he goes to, to Mexico and he then tries to be the molecular, but he's, he's like molecular and oh, it's el hombre de moleculos. (laughs) And then Horatio Sanz is just like, tu eres molecular. Right, (laughs) right, 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 right. Very silly. uh, Also a lot of, um... I just Simpsons explained that whole love. I don't care. Oh, I mean. Where Conan is concerned. The monorail episode obviously is incredible. And then he also wrote Homer Goes to College. I I wrote, I um, really also love the bit when Bart gets famous and he goes on to the Conan O'Brien show. Oh, yeah, show. yeah. <laughs> I've he's, seen that one. He's trying to, uh, because at that point everybody just wants him to say I didn't do it. Right. And he's become so bored of it that he tries to talk about other things and Conan's just like, just do the bit. <laughs> and then they start dancing and then he's like, no, you don't do that. That's my thing. Uh, <laughs> it's like so stupid. And that there's also like some really cool little just like Easter eggs that they'll put in there. Even mm-hmm. in the credits at the top um, of one of the – I think it's the treehouse in that season, a season five. For his name, instead of it, they say like watch – like late at like 11:30 NBC on That's awesome. yeah and it's like really really cool That's really cool. And they did like they'll have um it's like watch Conan O'Brien and things like that and and those things are always very cool. I love those kinds of nods. And I love um I love it. Yeah, the the, the monorail episode is so uh, great, and then he did it live, uh, like last year. He did <gasps> That's it. That's right. The, yeah, he did it at the Rose Shit. Bowl, and, yeah. and it was so cool. Um, and then they had like Hank Azaria pop up as because there's um a couple times where like Chief Wiggum says something, and then Apu says um something as well. So they had like the characters, and that was really cool. That's awesome. There's um 
I've seen the I watched the inside and I used to tape a lot of things. I would <laughs> tape um because we had to have so many demo tapes because uh. my dad, before my dad, before they owned the video store, my dad worked for a video distribution company. And basically he would like set up blockbusters and stuff like that. And um, so he would get demo tapes, which were just early copies of movies that uh-huh. we would get. And this was like when movies took forever to come on video. Uh-huh. And so we would get them before, but they would always have like, if you have rented or purchased this, because oh, that place called this one. Right, 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 right. And at yeah, one point like it would screener. like go, yeah, like a screener. Exactly. And so then at one point it would like go to black and white and like <laughs> come back. So we would have tons and tons of like copies of shitty things. So, we, so I would funny. use those to tape over, over them. for TV. And That's so I would so tape funny. TV and so I would tape Simpsons episodes, all the ones that I was like obsessed with. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I would tape uh, Conan. Uh-huh. And I uh, also taped uh, this uh, in the Inside the Actor Studio with, uh, and I would tape all SNLs as well. Uh-huh. Um, and then I would, uh, would yeah, I taped the Inside the Actor Studio with the Simpsons cast. Oh, which That's awesome. Is, I, and I even think, like, as a fan, obviously, like, I love it. But I think it's also just very, very cool to watch them all turn into the different characters that they play. Mm-hmm. Because I know them. I know who is who. But to watch it but is But you so don't ever cool. see it. Even Especially, though you know what that person looks like, you don't ever see it. And even, like, there's, like, little characters or little things, like, that will happen um, where I can kind of tell who's who. Uh-huh. Like, Dan Castellaneta has a certain way of yelling or screaming that but, certain things can sound very similar to Homer. But, like, and he does Krusty the Clown, and he does mm-hmm. Barney, and he does Grandpa Simpson, and there's, like, so many. Uh, uh, Harry Shearer is one of my favorite ones because his are mostly, like, because um, he does Mr. Burns and Smithers. And, like, there's just, like, things, and it's, like, to think about how he does both of those characters who are talking to each it's other crazy. is so it's insane insane and yeah. so cool and like there's and and Hank Azaria actually got added a little bit later on in I think season two huh. he actually was like in the cast cast because I think he because th- in season one they have Krusty gets busted that's when um Sideshow Bob uh, dresses up like Krusty and Rob's like uh-huh. Mart. Uh-huh. So he's like in some of them and he plays Chief Wiggum. So there's like some things that he did, but he wasn't Starts like officially in there. Um, but there's, and that's kind of cool too. Like Kelsey Grammer has been a part of that show yeah. since the beginning as well what in a, a big weird, way. Yeah, yeah. Actually, right now on SimpsonsWorld.com, there's a thing you can click on that's like Simpsons TV. And um, there's eight different channels, and one of them is um, Every Simpsons Ever. Then there's another one that's um, going old school, which is um, the only, the non HD. Um, so once. Oh, because mm-hmm. they transferred over to HD and a couple all the years ago. Animation is a little different. Looks a little different, and it it has transitioned over time. Uh-huh. Like even between season six and se- uh, seven and eight, there's like a difference. You can kind of see mm-hmm. specifically like the um l the one where Homer goes on a journey after eating a chili pepper that um, <laughs> is like this the merciless peppers of Guadalajara. <laughs> and um so he eats this pepper these peppers and then he goes on this vision quest basically where Johnny Cash plays a coyote and um the animation like is a little different in that one and then from there kind of gets a little different throughout that season 
And by season 12, it looks different. Yeah. I mean, the same, but different. Like, you can tell that there's you know, a difference. When, like, you can probably see certain animation and know, like, which era it's from. Yeah. And the hard thing is, like, I definitely stopped watching that show after probably on the regular. Mm-hmm. After season 15. Mm-hmm. And there are moments in some of those seasons that where I started to fall off between like 11 and 15 that are good, but there's not the same kind of hit after hit after hit after hit Mm -hmm. that exists in those previous seasons. And it's like tens, the one where there's like a couple where you're like, I don't like this one as much. Sure. Right, 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 right. By 11, you're like, okay, a couple of these I really don't like. Mm -hmm. And there were so many where the Simpsons would like go on trips. And um, the last episode in season 10 is uh, the Tokyo episode where they go to Japan. Oh shit. Yeah. Then after that, they had like a couple of those where there's like Africa. And then they did a weird one where they were in a reality house. And it was like too many things where they were like going on. Kind of took it out of the world. Taking it out of the world. Yeah. One of my favorite ones is Bart versus Australia, and that one, it's in Australia, but still 100% in the world sure. of the show. Yeah. And so there's not really, it's like too much calamity happening mm-hmm. later on. Um, and at one point, Dan Castellaneta was writing for the show. Yeah. Which I think that those episodes also, I'm like, not a big fan really? of. Really? Which kind of sucks because i'm like you want to be i want to be supportive um but with something that's been going on that long i mean you could like we already we kind of talked about that with snl too like with something going on that long like there's gonna be bad parts regardless of what the best stuff is 100 percent. and the thing but that the thing is that you you can't have the same writers for 25 years and you also can't expect the same writers to create the same kind of quality that they were creating for the first 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people will say that, like, season nine's like, the last, last best season. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, it. I, the thing is, like, totally. I think it, it's all relative. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to listen to them now because yeah. they don't sound the same because they've aged so 25 much. years. Yeah. And that's, I think the biggest disservice. Man, I to didn't the even show. think about that. They sound like the way that Julie Kavner sounds now is so hard to listen to. That is crazy. I never thought about that. And it, their voices just sound different. Yeah. And everybody but sounds all different. Of the voice, uh, well, almost all the voice talent is the same. Uh, the entire, the only character that ever changed, well, um, Marsha uh, Wallace passed away. Right. She that is was exactly what I thought of uh, when I said almost everyone's the same. Yes, exactly. So Edna, uh, yeah, so Mrs. Krabappel is uh, no longer alive. But, uh, and then also, um, I think it was, it's not Trust McNeil. Who was it? Somebody else, um, who, the voice of Maude Flanders uh, has so changed because one of those actresses and I can't remember her name, but she left the show. Mm. And so then Maud Flanders voice changed and then they killed Maud Flanders off. Uh, And then, yeah. And that's one where you're kind of like, Oh shit. And so Uh, then Maud Flanders is gone because you know, she's 
the, uh, the voice actor was completely different for yeah. a couple episodes. That's so bizarre. And so that was weird. And then, yeah. So, I mean, everybody, the thing is like, I think really only Harry Shearer and Hank Azaria are the ones that like, da- like Homer Simpson sounds completely like st- sounds the same, but yeah. sounds different. And mm-hmm. that's, I think that is the moment for me. It's like, and that happened in like season nineteen. Wow, that it started to sound. And I mean, you don't think like because time ha- doesn't pass like within the show. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like Homer sh- like seems like he should sound older. No, exactly. And the weird thing too is like the timing is off. Oh, the timing is weird. The comedic yeah. timing is weird. Sure. And, and that's like the thing that's hard for me to watch. Man. And that's why I can't watch the new. I can't. I never watch thought the new about episodes. it like that. I know a lot of fans of the show like um bemoan you know newer the newer seasons but really for me it's not even about it's like i know it's not that necessarily this is the pro- quality this is funny mm-hmm. right i could i this would make me laugh i'm sure mm-hmm. it's still but it's well-written jokes i can't listen to it man him. that's crazy julie Kavner specifically marge simpson sounds like it's it's Her, bad yeah and i'm sure that's part so of it is probably because of how she Use. has used her mm-hmm. voice because so it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like doing that for 25 years. I can't imagine. The fact that like she's still years. a voice actress after all that is probably a, a feat in and of itself. Exactly. I mean, Nancy Cartwright, I think because she plays a lot of the, because she's a woman playing a lot of boys. Like mm-hmm. she plays Nelson, she plays Nelson and she plays Bart. Uh, I mean, Yardley Smith <laughs> sounds the same and has always sounded the same for the most part but like and that she's lisa and that she's the only one that doesn't do multiple people oh really because even um marge does patty and like julie uh-huh. katner does that patty and selma and mrs bouvier um marge's mom so that makes sense there's still like because they've always sounded so right purposefully similar purposely yeah but but yardley smith's the only one that doesn't do more than one character wow um she's just lisa and uh this is making me laugh so much because it's like yeah we did get back around to Simpsons. <laughs> of course we did it was i inevitable. knew it was gonna happen i knew it was gonna happen and it just makes me laugh there's so there's too much that i know right it. It i just, watch like, it, it every day up. of yeah. my life yeah it i can't sometimes go to sleep if i'm not watching i'm glad it. i'm glad that that we came back around to it because i wanted you to be able to speak on it and how like integral it was in all of that conversation it's how i learned about so many things mm-hmm. so many pop culture things mm-hmm. and jokes and uh, it's just everything. funny too because like what you know we did focus more on snl i think has a lot of the similar like it responds to the pop culture of its time yeah you know what i mean like yes. in that way i think they're really similar oh projects. yeah yeah definitely and it's funny though because the cool thing about like I because I literally do watch The Simpsons every day. That's crazy. And I, I don't watch anything every day. <laughs> I yeah, I will watch like probably one episode a day. I mean, there's times where I'll like maybe take a break. Sure. I also all like the funny thing too is like if I'm trying to go to sleep, I don't want to watch something new. Yeah, so of I'll course. either watch like The Office or The Simpsons or Parks and Rec mm-hmm. or Thirty yeah. Rock. I like going that Parks cycle, is but, definitely one for me. But like, um, you know the the jokes are still good Mm -hmm. and for me i truly and this will get back to what i was talking about earlier because phil hartman is the person 
that I think when he passed away, the show changed. Yeah, and for sure. that's for me the moment that it really started to fall apart in a way because. You know, we introduced, like, we have another character that's, like, sort of down on his luck, but not with the same kind of confidence. Nobody could. That he like, can. Like, Phil Hartman was, like, so unique. Like, no one really did or does what he did as well as he did. And it's interesting, too, because to think about, because John Lovitz took over for him on news radio after mm-hmm. he passed away. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that show just completely tanked. But, mm-hmm. like... It's because he made that show. Yeah. And he made so many things. I mean, Lionel Hutz is one of the best characters ever. And he is so funny. And even, like, there's one... The Bart versus Australia episode, he plays Evan Conover, who's the U.S., like, <laughs> secretary. It's, it's, like, the U.S. Secretary of Foreign Relations Brat and Punk Division. Oh, my gosh. Because it's, like, when um, Bart makes a prank phone call to us. Well, not a prank phone call. He, it, it is a prank phone call, but uh, Lisa tells him how there's, the, about the Coriolis effect, which is how water goes. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Counterclockwise or clockwise, depending on where the hemisphere. Which side which of the, side of the hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then he calls Australia. He does a collect call to Australia asking them to flush the toilet to find out what direction the water's going. (laughs) And then uh, the call is like $900. And so then the basically... They sue Bart for $900, and then Bart refuses to pay, and then Phil Hartman plays his character, Evan Conover, Conover. who comes in and, and says, you know, uh, <laughs> that they're going to arrest Bart. But then they end up going to Australia, and he has to get a booting. It's very funny. So, um, but but even, like, that was one time he played that character, and it's so good. It's and, still... And Troy McClure is... The the a fish called Selma, which is like the episode that's based on a fish called Wanda, mm-hmm. which is great, and that's when um, so Troy McClure is this out of work actor who <laughs> likes to fuck fish, <laughs> and he's got this bizarre personal life. So they so he um, ends up going on a date with Selma, and it's great for his career. So then they get married and. And he's in the Planet of the Apes musical, and uh, and like he runs that episode, and yeah. it's just so good. And even though most of his characters sound the same, you can tell it's him. Mm-hmm. There's a slight difference. Mm-hmm. It's still so good, yeah. And it's just like this: these down on their luck guys who are still so confident, and yeah. even like house guest right is like a silly movie uh-huh. but i love Houseguest. it i love it uh sinbad my aunt loves sinbad so much it's hysterical to me <laughs> how much on christmas eve we watched the sinbad setup special. oh my god like she loves sinbad that's so funny. Which is very, very funny. Um, but, like, he was, like, the, the best. And I think that that really was a huge loss. And not just because of the fact that he was such an amazing comedic talent. But also because he that was show heart. needed that. He yeah. was the heart of that show. Yeah. 
I feel like it's there. Like for as many talented performers as there are in all the things that we've been talking about, he's still like, and everyone who ever talks about him talks about him in the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is just like such a testament to uh, who he was and like the effect he had on the projects he was involved in. Definitely. Uh, I think starting with him as the like uh, nexus of getting into SNL and closing yeah. uh, with it is a good definitely, uh, definitely. wrap up point. Uh, is there anything else SNL related that you feel like you'd be remiss if you didn't mention? Um, um, well, I didn't even really get to talk about the women, but the, yeah. too much. Um, I mean, I think for me, uh, everybody loves Tina Fey. I love Tina Fey, but Amy Poehler is the best. Uh, and I think she's the uh, funniest person. And that's the, if I don't carve my own path, I'd love to carve hers. I agree with that. Like, I'm definitely, I like, I get that they have their different like strengths and draws, but I've always been a comedically. Amy Poehler, I think Maya Rudolph's the most talented person on the planet. She's, like, I think because of when she was on the show and because of, like, you know, Amy was, like, flanking her and all that stuff, I don't think she gets as much love as she should because, holy shit, that woman. Is Even just, incredible. like, that national anthem. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, exactly. Like, you just think about it and it makes you laugh. Yes. Give a little bit of proof. <laughs> Like it is the funniest and it's a thing we've all seen a kajillion times. Oh. And it's still fucking hilarious. Yeah. One hundred percent. I wish that her show would have Yeah. Because I think that that's such a thing that would suit her so well is like a variety show like that is incredible and I wish that it was it would have gotten more love because I I think that she's I mean I'm guilty. Like I never checked it out even though I I did watch it, but like and it was good and the the hardest thing about it I think is that like the writing was not as strong as it could have been or probably should have been. But it also was a thing where it's like, damn that woman is incredible and needs to be, and that's I think the the thing that why she was on that show for so long and like everything about it, she's so versatile in so many ways. Yeah, and I love love her. And she's I mean, amazing. Yeah, I that love whole... Kristen Wiig too. But yeah. like for me, it was like Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, Rachel Dratch, like those four women. I totally like my, agree with you. My people, Rachel Dratch too. Um, her book really spoke oh, very high, very read it well yet. to I want me. To. It's very good. I have it if you want. Girl to walks it. into a bar. I might yeah. take you up on that at some point because um, I've read all of their books. Yeah, and, and Amy's definitely spoke Amy's. to me too. But Rachel Dratch for me also just because of how I feel. Um, I never feel like I'm like I'm always like oh, I'm not like the pretty one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. so like for me. That it was and I never am to. afraid to be, and that's the thing with Amy Poehler too. I think that I really vibe with, and the, this goes for both of them. I think is that like I'm never afraid to be nasty. Yeah, yes, and I'm not uh, afraid to that, be gross. When she writes about how like, uh, or is that in Bossy Pants? I think it's in Bossy Pants where Tina's like, yeah, when Amy Jimmy Poehler yells like, at Jimmy, that's gross, and Amy was like, "Fuck you, I don't care." I was just like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." That was probably <laughs> the only time I ever didn't like Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, well, I've got, I'm glad we yeah. got that specifically in here too. And that's why I've tried to start going like, I know there's probably at least one thing that yeah. like when you settle on that as a topic that you mm-hmm. want to make sure you hit. And, and we can uh, tell everyone good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Good night and have a, pl- oh, one last question. Yes. How do you think 
I mean, this is loaded and we've talked about it a lot, but you can probably kind of sum it up in a, a bow tying way. Um, how do you think that your love of SNL has influenced you both creatively and then kind of your life in general? That's always how I close out the show. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for that show for sure. That's huge. That's a huge influence. Um, that, yeah, <laughs> it um it definitely changed my life in that way. I mean, I was obsessed with that show when I was young, and I thought that everyone on that show was so talented, and yeah. uh, and I just desperately wanted to be a part of it, mm-hmm. and um. You know, I didn't ever, I didn't really do anything on Saturday nights. I didn't really have friends. Oh, yeah. And so I, I would be that. watching SNL, like, yeah. you know. And then when I did, people would, like, come over and I would have, like, friends spend the night and we would and watch, you would all watch the show, it together, you know. Right. So, like, I watched it every Saturday for for a very long time. And it really wasn't until, like, I would, and even in college, like, I would tape it, like, mm-hmm. That was like right. If we didn't have it on at like a party or something that I was at, like in somebody's apartment, I would watch it the next day. It 100%. um, Yeah. And and I think the thing, you know, I think Molly Shannon for having the uh, character of Mary Catherine Gallagher Gallagher. because that uh, helped me to kind of be cool with being made fun of in a way that I could control. You owned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, important for me, for sure. That's um, awesome. I needed that win very hard. So that was that was really big for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it – I wouldn't – you know, sketch up everything. It's yeah. like that One show – One thing led to another, me, led to yeah, another. Like that – I loved that show. I loved sketch comedy. I wanted to do it, so I did it. And then I came here because of that and – and having seen that show live only made me love it more and and being here has only made me love it more i think too mm-hmm. and i definitely you know i'm glad my parents are so cool because yeah. like they were always encouraging of me and not just you know in in life but also by letting me like Where watch stuff yeah, like that right. you know that's great i'm glad my parents weren't lame uh and uh, and we're awesome in that way. So yeah, it's the I would say the biggest catalyst for m- most of my life. So that, I mean, yeah. you can't. You, it doesn't get, get better. Yeah, it doesn't get like more an <laughs> answer than that. Well, that's no. awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I hate. I probably won't listen to this because I don't like to listen. That's to myself. okay. I you hate don't have my to. voice. Other people will. And um, hopefully, if people do, they'll reach out and be like, hey, that was great. I really enjoyed it. I love SNL, too. What about the sketch and stuff like that? I know. I have a whole <laughs> encyclopedia in my head. Uh, uh, there's a guy named Fred, and he's got a pair of slacks. Ooh, Fred's got slacks. If you know that one, please hit her up. do hit me up. <laughs> if you don't, then you're dead to me. Maybe pass it. Yeah. <laughs> you will be Amy Thompson. So. Uh. <laughs> I love you, Mary Catherine. I don't mean that. Thank you. I love you, too. Good night. We're na- our name is not Mary. That's nope. very important. This is like one of the first things we bonded over, for oh, yeah. sure. Yep. It is two names, and you better say both You better say both <laughs> Or you're Amy Thompson.
This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.